Good evening, everyone. This is Friday, September 18th, 2020, 9.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And welcome to episode number 888 of episodes away from the Big 900 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw on the line as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We, of course, will start things off here with our wrestling news and producer segment, of course, filling in tonight for the 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, of course, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, and, of course, the Iceman Jared DiGiromo. I'll be bringing you, of course, stories courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com here this evening. Uh, We have not received any word about if we will hear from the human suplex machine, John Gross. So um, unless he does pop uh, pop on within the next little while, I'll be also handling your wrestling history and birthday report here as well. If you care to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always is 1-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND to match the six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here tonight, which will include, of course, in addition to the news and views of history and birthdays tonight, we will also bring you, of course, our personal thoughts and opinions as well as the results and our own personal opinions about tonight's edition of uh, Friday Night Smackdown. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we are scheduled, and the key word here being scheduled, to have, of course, our FMWUS Hardcore Championship matchup here this evening, as the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, is scheduled to defend that title against the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Of course, you know we were supposed to have that last Friday, but due to, of course, some uh, 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 several popped up on the, on the part of the Black Widow, she was not able to make it on. So we hope to have that on here tonight, we'll, and we will, of course, hopefully hear from her as well as, of course, Danny from Oak Park about everything that's been going on here in the world of wrestling uh, coming up here sometime during the evening here as well. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, while we wait for, of course, uh, uh, some more folks, hopefully we'll have some more folks pop on here, of course, momentarily, I will go ahead and let's go ahead and get right into the mix of things with our wrestling news and views. At 9.03 p.m., of course, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday, September 18th, 2020. <clears throat> and let us now go to 411mania.com. Of course, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network, <clears throat> for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including in addition to Revolution, of course, also Wolfpack, also Raw Radio, um, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, as well as WWS this morning, among others. As our top story here coming in from Jeremy Thomas, as WWS reportedly planned to make Roman Reigns dynamic with Paul Heyman, very different than Heyman's dynamic with Brock Lesnar. With Roman Reigns not paired with Paul Heyman, WWE is reportedly trying to do a lot to do differentiate 
differentiate their dynamic from Heyman's relationship with Brock Lesnar. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the current creative plans for Heyman and Reigns is to portray themselves more in a way where Heyman is indebted to Reigns for saving his career as opposed to the friendship between Lesnar and Heyman. According to the site, the plan is to have Reigns be completely in charge of the relationship and that Heyman was done with wrestling once Lesnar exited WWE until Reigns brought him back in. Heyman has been referring to himself as a, as a, as a special counsel to Reigns, whom, who he has called the tribal chief in interviews and on TV as a riff on Peter Maivia's role in Samoa culture in the 1970s. Heyman used those terms during an interview with Sports Illustrated earlier this week. As previously reported, Lesnar is a free agent right now with his WWE contract allowed to expire. So we'll see how that all pans out here, but a lot of people I'm sure were probably expecting this to happen at some point. Some AEW news, of course, uh, coming up right now from Jeremy Thomas, as Chris Jericho is actually delaying his Fozzie tour. Also, tickets are still remaining for next week's edition of AEW Dynamite. Chris Jericho has delayed his planned tour for for Fozzie from later this year to to the spring. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the tour, which was scheduled for October 3rd to November 22nd, has not been pushed to take place from April 2nd through May 24th. The tour will give Jericho every Wednesday off so that he can appear on AEW Dynamite and will not conflict with any pay-per-view dates. Also, the site also notes that there were 305 tickets left available for the September 23rd TV tapings as of earlier today. Because that number could be probably a little bit different as of right now, but we'll keep you informed if we hear anything different. Uh, next story here, Jeremy Thomas has this as Lacey Evans reacts to her being listed as dead on Wikipedia. Very, very unique here. That's, let, let's, uh, let's read this right here. Lacey Evans is curious on about how she died after her Wikipedia page was vandalized to read as such. A fan brought it to Evans' attention that her Wikipedia entry was edited to read, used to perform Smackdown brand under the ring name Lacey Evans before her death. Evans, who is obviously very much alive, took to Twitter to snark about the edit, which has since been re- reverted as vandalism, posting, how did I die, though? And, of course, uh, she posted this on uh, uh, her Twitter account here. <clears throat> Uh, of course, calling herself WWE Superstar and Karaoke Champion. Hmm. So uh, that's very, 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 very funny there indeed. We brought you this story on uh, Wolfpack last night about the image of Tessa Blanchard being used on the game WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Well, Jeremy Thomas has an update on that as, Tessa, as the Tessa Blanchard image has been has was as of was being removed from the game. Tessa Blanchard's unauthorized appearance on WWE 2K Battlegrounds is not sticking around after it's revealed through headlines ahead of the game's release. As previously reported, an image that was lifted from a photograph of Blanchard was used for an, for, used for an instruction screen, with the graphic obviously being taken directly from the photograph. Basil Mahmood, who took the photograph and owns the rights to it, posted to Twitter to tag WWE Games and ask why you took my photo without my permission to use it in your game. Mahmood posted to Twitter on Friday with an update knowing that his representation helped him out and that he spoke with WWE Games, who are patching the graphic out, of course, as of tonight. Mahmood uh, 
uh, uh, concluded here. Number one, I am not going to tell you guys tell you guys anything else. And number two, I don't want to do your podcast and see and credit your artist TGIF. Now go watch some Boy Meets World. Uh, he posted this. Uh, this Mr. Mahmood posted on his Twitter account today. I just want to thank at Mr. Dawkins for all the help with this this late last night and today. Awesome person and great representation need to get this matter solved properly and effectively. And also he says, update at 2K Battlegrounds and I have spoken. The image is going to be removed tonight in a patch update. And of course, as I said here, number one, I'm not going to tell you guys anything else. Number two, I don't want to do your podcast and C, credit your artist. TGIF, now go watch some Boy Meets World. This is coming from Mr. Mahmood himself. So. So apparently, ladies and gentlemen, this was apparently, this was in fact, the image was in fact of of Tessa Blanchard, but apparently, like I said, it was, uh, it was obviously, of course, used without, without any permission, apparently. So, uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story here as a lineup announced for next week's AEW Dark, including a match between Eddie Kingston and Brian Pillman Jr. and some more right here. AEW has announced a full 11-match lineup for next week's episode of AEW Dark. Here's, here's the full card for the show, including, like we said, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Pillman Jr., Serena Deeb's return, and much more. Of course, it will stream on YouTube uh, Tuesday starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. And here are the matches that will take place. Eddie Kingston will take on Brian Pillman Jr., Chris Daniels versus Ricky Starks, The Butcher and the Blade versus Calvin Stewart and Puff. Joey Janela and Sunday Kiss versus Kevin Blackwood and Daniel Garcia. Serena D versus Colleen King. The Lucha Brothers with Kingston versus Max Stardom and Dante Smiley. Billy and Austin Gunn versus Cruz and, and, and Madu. Dark Order versus Fuego Del Sol and Rembrandt Lewis. Serpentico versus Will Hobbs. Ben Carter versus Lee Johnson. The Dark Order in the form of number five and number ten will take on Ryzen. And Xander Gold, all uh, AEW posted this on their Twitter account. We have 11 stack matches for you this Tuesday on Dark. Watch hashtag AEW Dark at 7 6 Central, 7 Eastern, 6 Central via our YouTube channel. <clears throat> so, so check that. So be sure to like I said, check that out here. I'll be a very, I'll be a very unique lineup right there, folks. Our next story right here, folks. As we have an update, apparently NBC Universal has reached an agreement with Roku, USA, and USA Network is staying, and Peacock is launching. And of course, you ask, what does this have to do with wrestling? Uh, the original, well, there's a, okay. I'll just read a little bit of the original story here. Roku has announced that, that it will be pulling all NBC-owned apps from its service, including the USA Network. This is bad news for WWE fans that may want to watch Raw and NXT on the night they air. They're usually added to Hulu later on in the week and WWE Network after that. SmackDown is on Fox, so it is safe. As for workarounds, USA is still on Sling. Roku and NBC have been at odds for some time over carriage rights for Peacock. And of course, like I said, they did send a message to uh, they did they did of course send a message to those who use actually. Um, uh, to to all to all people who have you who use the Roku service, 
but also Deadline reports that NBC issued its own statement. They said, we're disappointed that Roku is removing its users' free access to NBC Universal programming, 11 network apps, 12 NBC-owned station apps, 23 Telemundo-owned station apps, and continues to block access to the only free premium streaming service available in the market, Peacock. Roku's unreasonable demands ultimately hurt both their consumers and their consumer equipment partners, to whom they promised access to all apps in the marketplace. Now here is the actual story. Well, of course, apparently that did not take long. The fight between NBC Universal and Roku over the character rights for Peacock are over in a deal that will see Peacock launch in the coming weeks, while the various TV Everywhere apps of the content provided will remain on the service. Roku and NBC Universal issued statements to Deadline after the two sides came to an agreement following the impasse that threatened to see the NBC Universal apps pulled from Roku. Deadline reports that the issue was around advertising. Roku usually gets about 30% of its advertising industry from content partners and often receives, while NBC Universal wanted their number to be well below that. Of course, Roku's statement. Uh, pretty much ready. We are pleased to have reached an agreement with Comcast that will bring Peacock to Roku customers and maintains access to NBC Universal's TV Everywhere apps. We look forward to offering these new options to consumers under an expanded, mutually beneficial relationship between our companies that, will, that includes adding NBC content to the Roku channel and a meaningful partnership around advertising. NBC Universal added, we are pleased Roku recognizes the value of making NBC Universal's incredible family of apps and programming, including Peacock, available to all their users across the country. More than 50 million people signed up for Peacock since its national launch in July, and we are thrilled millions more will now be able to access and enjoy Peacock along with other NBC Universal apps on their favorite Roku devices. Roku's incredible reach will not only help us ensure Peacock is available to our fans wherever they can wherever they consume video, but continue to expand NBC Universal's unrivaled digital presence across plat different platforms. So, we'll just, so there, there you have it there, folks. Uh, our next story here, folks, here, as we got we got a bunch of unique stories here that I definitely, definitely like to get one of the team to bring here. Um, Jeremy Thomas has this latest story here as the latest on, of course, Sonya Deville's time away from WWE and, of course, the hearing on the stalking case that she was involved in is set for October. Let's go ahead and give you this story. Sonya Deville's time off from WWE following the incident where a stalker broke into her home doesn't seem as if it will be ending particularly soon. As previously reported, the man who was arrested inside Deville's home and charged with aggravated stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling, Attempted armed kidnapping and criminal mischief pleaded not guilty on the charges earlier this month. A virtual hearing is set to take place in Hillsborough County Court on October the 12th, according to PW Insider. The bill was written off TV via a loser leagues WWE match that she lost to Mandy Rose at SummerSlam. At this time, according to the site, there was no timetable set for her return. So apparently they want to get this. She was, I think, wants to maybe get this, get, get, get this cleared up before she does anything else. Of course, as you know, we've been talking about NXT UK making its return. Of course, one of their prime stars right here. As we have some more WWE uh, news right here. Pete Dunn actually comments on his weight loss. Actually, also a note on cutbacks. And then, of course, uh, four things to know. Of course, even though SmackDown's already on the air, but four things to know. Of course, before. Uh, before before it went on the air tonight, but we'll read a little bit about it. 
Pete Dunn took to social media to comment on his recent weight loss. Dunn appeared noticeably slimmer in a recent video posted to his Twitter account. Apparently, it led to, to led to face asking if he was unwell. Dunn posted, "I've had quite a few mentions saying I've lost weight, I'm unwell, etc. I used I've used a lot down to get in the best shape of my life, and I'm excited for an eventual in-ring return when travel is when travel is possible." And he posted this on a Twitter account today. According to PW Insider, a source in WWE has indicated the recent cutbacks that saw several furloughed producers and office staff let go numbered in the 70-plus range. As reported previously, Gerald Briscoe was released from WWE along with a host of other people, including Sarah Stock and Mike Rotundo. And, of course, there's a video, of course, posted at WWE Now has posted their preview for tonight's, of course, edition of SmackDown with four things. Of course, you need to know before the show, but of course, the show is probably already is probably already um, on there by now. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure we'll get some some updates here about SmackDown here coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, of course, you of course you know the wrestler Evelise. Uh, uh, some AEW news right here, as apparently uh, Jeremy Thomas was reporting that Evelise loses her, her home in a fire, and also a wrestling school. Uh, just started by Dustin Rhodes, finally opens. Let's go ahead and bring this here to you right here. Ivelisse has had a rough month knowing that she recently lost her home in a fire. The AEW roster member posted to Twitter yesterday to reveal the news, noting that in a brighter point, she is starting to see things turn around for her. Uh, she said this on her uh, Twitter account yesterday. She said, my personal life has been a whirlwind this past month, going through a home. Due to a fire that is no joke, not to mention other personal things can be combined with the pandemic. I've thought I've, I've fought hard to stay mentally above, starting to see a bit of silver lining now when it, with it finally turning around. Now, of course, we will, of course, be continuing to say a prayer for Ivelisse while uh, she gets, she of course, gets through this, gets this, gets, gets through this, uh, this little hurdle right here. But she will prevail. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. Also, Dustin Rose has announced the opening of his wrestling academy. Of course, he posted this on his Twitter account and said the wait is over. Rhodes Wrestling Academy is live. Click the link and sign up and submit your application today. First campus in January. <clears throat> of course, uh, he posted this, of course, on his Twitter account here today. So, we, so, so folks can't wait to, of course, see that there as well. Uh, some other stories here. We've got uh, some more, some that may have probably come in between yesterday and today, but we'll go ahead and read them here. Some various wrestling news here. As apparently, Will Ospreay has deleted his Twitter account and a name added to uh, Bloodsport, as well as match set for next UWN pay-per-view. Will Ospreay has officially deleted his account on Twitter. Osprey was the subject of controversy during, during the hashtag Speaking Out movement this past summer when he was accused of blackballing British wrestler Pollyanna, who retired from the wrestling business in December 2016. Pollyanna had accused a friend of Osprey's, Scott Wainwright, of sexual assault, which was believed to be related. Osprey is making his return to New Japan Pro Wrestling this weekend as part of the G1 Climax. Eric Hammer has been added to Josh Barnett's blood sport on uh, October, October um, 11th. Of course, he posted this on his uh, Twitter account. I believe this, this is his. Everybody that stands in front of the hammer looks like a nail needing to be smashed. 
this catch wrestling and no G champion is coming back to Josh Barnett's blood sport. Watch him. And the rest of the wrestlers show the strength of professional wrestling live October 11th on at fight TV. So be sure to check that out. Also a match between Danny limelight and Kevin Martinson has been added to the September 22nd, UWN United wrestling network primetime live show. So be sure to, of course, check that out. It is on the UWN's uh, Twitter account there. AEW, of course, still big time here in the news here. As uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here, it's Chris Jericho files for two more trademarks. Hmm. Uh, Chris Jericho is, is back to filing trademarks, as this time he filed for Million Viewer Man and his Southpaw Regional Wrestling name, Clint Bobsky. If you remember, WWE did, did a little bit something called uh, something that they claimed they had like an old video from an organization called the Southpaw Regional Wrestling from a long time ago. Well, apparently, like I said, Jericho was part of that, I guess, when he was still in WWE, and he was he was known as Clint Bobsky. So apparently he's bound for trademarks, of course, for that, uh, for that, for that name right there, I guess, for him to use on his own accord, I guess. Uh, Joseph Lee, of course, posted this story here as Vampiro explains why he never went to WWE. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., Vampiro spoke, wise, spoke about why he never ended up in the WWE, knowing that if WWE had wanted him, he would be there. He said the following, I don't really remember. Everybody has their version, but I'll say it like this. If WWE wanted Vampiro, Vampiro would, have, would, have, would be there. There's a reason I'm not there. Everybody might say you missed your opportunity. No, that's not true. I had an amazing career. Every single place I went, I was in the main event. I had great storylines. I had great interactions with the fans for the last 39 years. This is my 39th year. I have nothing bad to say. If, if I was that good and that important, WWE would have signed me on the spot. It's that simple. So it wasn't meant to be. I was going through a divorce. I was injured. I didn't know what was going on. My daughter was just born, and I had an offer to go to Japan. I was trying to save my marriage. The last thing on my mind was a WWE. And again, if they wanted me, of course, I'd be there. But I didn't make the cut. It's that plain and simple. It just wasn't my time. They didn't need me. That's that. No big deal. So apparently he's he's not really sore about not going being able to perform WWE. But maybe another one of those superstars that never that came from WCW that never got a chance to wrestle in uh, in the WWE. Hmm. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here as Mickey James explains the ending of her match on this past Monday Night's Raw. Says the referee thought she had a concussion. Hmm. Okay. In an interview with Talk Sport, Mickey James spoke about the ending to her match with Asuka on Monday's episode of Raw, which was stopped by the referee. According to Mickey James, the referee believed she had a concussion. Here are some highlights. On the match ending early, Mickey says, I honestly don't know. I rolled back to count one, two. There was no count. But she obviously went to go and lock back in the Oscar lock. And I think in those moments, here's the thing. It is a dangerous sport. We have to be very careful. The refs do their job. And kind of their job is to protect us and make sure it never goes too far or no one ever gets hurt. So he made his decision based on what he thought was in reality, that I was hurt or I couldn't continue. And that's unfortunate for me. I felt like I could continue. And it's an unfortunate loss. That's not a real loss, let's face it. It was the final decision. What can I do? Kept going there and throw a fit on Monday. On why the referee did it, Mickey says, 
At that moment, it's very hard for them to tell whether you are hurt or not. It can't just be his call either. It must have been whoever thought I was hurt. They're trying to protect me and keep me safe because concussions are a real thing. What we do as a sport is very dangerous. So if somebody gets a concussion, not only, not only they, can they not wrestle the rest of that match, they could possibly never wrestle again, depending on how bad it is. Of course, same with football. So we have to be careful with that, and I get it. It was unfortunate for me and stinky, but I'm fine. My nose hurts a little bit from that knee lift, I'll be honest. On Bailey as a heel, Mickey James says, I think Bailey as a heel right now is awesome. I love her. I've always loved Bailey. I think she is so talented. She's so funny, and she's generally such a great person. I love Sasha, though. Their stuff together has, has just always been amazing. I think it's just there's that genuine love and respect on a real level that transcends in the ring. That's what matters. And, of course, one more quick story before we, of course, move on here. Before we move on here, of course, on tonight's show. Jeremy Thomas, of course, uh, posted this story. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Yang, on, of course, why he called out WWE over their third-party ban. Why WWE comparing their practices to Disney is unfair. Hmm. Former presidential candidate Andrew Yang threw, drew a lot of attention when he called out WWE for the reported, reported third-party ban on their talent and discussed his doing so in an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Yang, a lifelong wrestling fan, took to Twitter earlier this month to take WWE to task over the third-party ban in the company's traditional classification of talent as independent contractors. Yang has discussed why he called out WWE, WWE and shot down some of their arguments. Here are some of the highlights, and of course, a full video for that is on the page if you want to read it. On what inspired him to call out WWE, Mr. Yang says, I actually got a message from someone who was part of the WWE pointing out to me the story about how WWE was saying, hey, don't go to on Cameo or Twitch, and it infuriated me because I know that the WWE has, has been trying to play it both ways for years. Where they're saying on one hand, can't do anything about our say so, we own you, that you're an independent contractor, and we have nothing to do with your health, retirement, any of the benefits you'd give, you'd, you'd get that would accrue to an employee. So to me, you have to make a choice at some point. If you're going to control all these aspects of a wrestler or performance waking life, you should take some responsibility too for that person's bigger picture. Maybe like if they have a kid, maybe they get some maternity or paternity leave, maybe they get an off season. Maybe they get recovery time. On WWE comparing themselves with Disney as someone just protecting their IP, uh, and Mr. Yang says, I really do not consider that a fair comparison, but there's no doubt in anyone's mind that if an actress or performer plays Belle from Beauty and the Beast, that is not actually Belle. She does not live in a magic castle with the Beast. So if the actress then turns around and does something of their own accord, everyone knows it's talent for hiring and she's doing something else. And so with professional wrestlers, you inhabit a character that you're still a human being. And you should still be able to do things do things that any human would do. For example, make an appearance and, of course, show up on Cameo. I'd be like if you, Chris, somehow were in a movie and then all of a sudden you're allowed to turn around and do anything as yourself. So I think that the comparison is not really apt, in large part because the treatment, the treatment is so, again, it's so dissonant. Because on one hand, you're saying, look, we have no responsibility for you. But on the other hand, we control your very image, your name in some cases. And you can't do anything without our say-so. In a way, it's actual inhuman. It's dehumanizing. It's saying, look, you're no longer a human being. You are this character. 
On the argument that performers are at fault for signing a contract with those conditions, Mr. Yang says, the truth of it is there's a vastly uneven bargaining table at work where if you're a performer and WWE says, hey, here's your here's this contract, a bunch of things, and that you think that you think are unfair, ridiculous, or exploitative, exploitative. At the end of the day, you feel like you have no choice but to sign that deal. But WWE holds the keys to the kingdom. That they are the largest company, they are the surest means to elevate your career. And there hasn't been a genuinely, genuinely competitive market for years. It's one reason why I like many other fans, like many other fans, actually root for AEW to succeed and create a genuine competitive market so that wrestlers can be exploited. But but the reality is that WWE is a quasi monopoly. And imagine that these wrestlers, oh, they know what they got they got themselves into. It's like, well, they didn't really have a genuine chance to negotiate a part. So if you, so if you want to see this uh, video here, um, so def, uh, definitely, like I said, check out this page right here, folks, because I'm pretty certain that, like I said, uh, there'll be a whole lot more people commenting on a lot of this uh uh, coming up here, of course, here as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it with your wrestling hit, wrestling news and views here, of course, here for for this for of course uh, this evening. Of course, filling in tonight for King and W O Gerard T Smith and the Iceman Jerry Geronimo, your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. <clears throat> of course, it of course it bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network, and of course, if that news doesn't fit, they always find a way. To make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old fashioned combination, nor would we even try to do, have we have never tried to do so for the past five years. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, do, I do happen to notice that the human suplex machine, John Bros, has not yet arrived. So we're just going to go ahead and take care of your wrestling history and birthdays here for, of course, uh, today, uh, September the 18th. So let's get that uh, let, let us get that of course taken care of here for you. And I do believe we may have a couple of folks on, so I do ask for their indulgence and their patience here while we of course take care of this. And then of course we will we will of course bring them in bring them in here of course here momentarily. Uh, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. uh let's see so forgive me forgive me ladies and gentlemen here while we get everything of course here situated yes okay now here it here it is here it is of course here uh uh ladies and gentlemen here of course are your wrestling history and birthdays here for of course uh today here um at 9 31 p.m of course for today september the 18th on this date in 1956 in Baltimore, Maryland, the fabulous Moolah last defeated Judy Grable in a 13-woman battle royal to win the vacated NWA World Women's title. Because she had issues with promoter Billy Wolf, who had plenty of strife with, with the National Wrestling Alliance at, that, at the time, Moolah was not immediately recognized as the champion. The title was vacated earlier in the year by the Baltimore Athletic Commission when June Byers, the first-ever NWA Women's Champion, announced her retirement. Moolah would hold the championship for all but two months total over the next 28 years, including an uninterrupted 10-year run the day she won it until September 17, 1966. When the NWA broke away from the WWF in 1983, 
the fabulous moolah was declared the WWF Women's Champion. <clears> that <throat> this title reign would also be retroactively be considered the beginning of the WWF Women's Championship, which would serve as the company's oldest title until its retirement in 2010. The two women's championships used by WWE today are considered separate championships from the original title. Of course, they're talking about, of course, the one used on Raw and the one used on SmackDown. Of course, Raw, the Raw women's title being held by Asuka. And right now, unfortunately, the SmackDown women's title being held by, of course, that uh, by that grandma boy lookalike, Bailey. So, there, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> so... So a lot of people may agree with me or disagree on that statement, but like I said, that's the way I kind of feel about it. Uh, give us, give me just one second here. Say. Yes. On his date in 1982 in Philadelphia, Bob Backlund defeated Jimmy Snuka to retain the WWF title. Post-match, Backlund offered his hand to Snuka and the surprise of the crowd at the spectrum, Snuka shook it. The moment got the ball rolling for Snooker's face turn, an alignment he would work for virtually the remainder of his career. Let's see here. Uh, let's see. Yes, on this day here in 1990, WWF taped the 28th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from the Toledo Sports Arena in Toledo, Ohio. The show would not air, though, until October the 13th, nearly a full month later. As a side note, a Brother Love Show segment was taped for Wrestling Challenge that would end to the, the infamous blindfold match at WrestleMania 7 as Jake Roberts was, in quotation marks, blinded by Rick Martel's arrogance body spray. As for the event, Saturday Night's main event itself, here are the matches. The Ultimate Warrior and the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Amble, defeated Demolition in the form of Axe, Smash, and Crush. Randy Savage defeated Dusty Rhodes by countout. During the match, Ted DiBiase and Virgil sat on either side of a fan that was later introduced as Dustin Rhodes, who was the son, of course, of Dusty. Post-match, the Rhodes family, Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase and Virgil came to blows, and Dustin was left in a bloody mess. Hulk Hogan and Tugboat defeated the team of Rhythm and Blues, of course, Greg Valentine and the Honky Tonk Man by DQ. Sergeant Slaughter defeated Coco Beware. And the Texas Tornado defeated Haku to retain the Intercontinental title. On this date in 1994, WCW presented Fall Brawl War Games from the Roanoke Civic Center in Roanoke, Virginia. 6,500 people were in attendance with 115,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up from 95,000 people from 1993's edition. The show featured the final appearance of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in a WCW ring. Due to a back injury he suffered at Clash of the Champions a few weeks before, Steamboat was forced to forfeit the United States title. Shortly after the pay-per-view, Steamboat was fired via FedEx. Of course, that is one heck of a way to go. Absolutely. In a dark match here, Brad, Brad and Brian Armstrong defeated Bad Attitude, who was Steve Kern and Bobby Eaton. Johnny B. Bad, who of course we like said no, now knows Mark Merrow. Defeated Lord Steven Regal to win the WCW World TV title. Kevin Sullivan defeated Cactus Jack. As a, as a result of the loss, Cactus Jack was forced to leave WCW. Steve Austin defeated Ricky Steamboat to win the, w, to win the United States title via forfeit. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Steve Austin in just 35 seconds to win the United States title. Pretty Wonderful, who was Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma, 
defeated Stars and Stripes, who was the Patriot, and Marcus Alexander Bagwell, who retained the WCW World Tag Team titles. Vader defeated Sting and the Guardian Angel in a triangle match. Of course, the Guardian Angel, of course, we would know him later also as the Big Boss Man. Team and Team Rhodes, who was uh, the, the Nasty Boys, Dusty and Dustin Rhodes, defeated the Stud Stable, who was Terry Funk, Arn Anderson, Bunkhouse Buck, and Colonel Robert Parker in a War Games match. On this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in 1995 on WCW Monday Nitro in, from Johnson City, Tennessee, the American Males, Marcus Alexander Bagwell and Scotty Riggs, defeated Harlem Heat to win the WCW World Tag Team titles. Also on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in the year 2000, USA airs Raw's War for the last time. Dating back to All-American Wrestling, WWF has been on USA Network in some capacity since 1983. WWF has been on primetime weekly since Tuesday night times in 1984 and on Monday night since primetime wrestling in 1985. In June of 2000, Viacom won the rights to WWF programming after they had successfully sued USA over the rights over the right of first refusal clause. USA, content, USA Network contended that they did not have to match the incentives laid out in Viacom's bid, including promotional material and fewer preemptive shows, the Delaware Chantry Court disagreed. WWE's flagship show Raw would return to USA in 2005, where it's remained, of course, ever since. In the show's main event, The Undertaker defeated the WWF champion The Rock in a non-title match. Also on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in 2002, in an NWA TNA Weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Tennessee, America's Most Wanted, James Storm and Chris Harris, defeated the team of Brian Lee and Ron Harris to win the NWA World Tag Team titles. Also on this date here, ladies and gentlemen, in 2004, in Highland, Indiana, AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson, of course you know Daniel Bryan, in the final match to win the 2004 IWA Mid-South Ted Petty Invitational. The two-day tournament is regarded as one of the best independent shows in professional wrestling history. Future world champions in the tournament, obviously including the three finalists, included Roderick Strong, Chris Saban, Austin Aries, CM Punk, and Nigel McGuinness. And a side note, AJ Styles was the fifth winner in as many tournaments. Also on this, also on this day here in 2005, WWE presented Unforgiven from the Ford Center in Oklahoma City. About 8,000 were in attendance with 240,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. About the same number as 2004's edition. In a Sunday Night Heat pre-show match, Rob Conway defeated Tajiri. As for the remaining matches, Ric Flair defeated Carlito to win the Intercontinental title. Ashley and Trish Stratus defeated Tori Wilson and Victoria. The Big Show defeated Snitsky. Shelton Benjamin defeated Kerwin White. Of course, Kerwin White was obviously Ch Chavo Guerrero. Matt Hardy defeated Edge in a steel cage. Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch defeated Rosie in a hurricane to win the world tag team titles. Shawn Michaels defeated Chris Masters. And Kurt Angle defeated John Cena via DQ in a WWE title match. Uh, let's see here. On this day here in... Let's see, in 2007, Crystal Marshall makes her final appearance with WWE during a SmackDown taping in Atlanta, Georgia. 
The show centered on the wedding of Marshall and SmackDown General Manager Teddy Long. Marshall and a swerve would have been paired with the soon-to-be-returning Edge, but Marshall didn't like it, and she abruptly left the company. Uh, also on this day here, ladies and gentlemen, in 2009, the Maricopa County Superior Court in Arizona dismisses the Ultimate Warriors case against WWE, saying he could not sue for damages over comments made by the company about him and the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD. The lawsuit filed back in 2006 alleges that WWE violated an agreement back in 2000 not to disparage Ultimate Warrior and vice versa. The judge ruled since Warrior had breached his end of the deal as well, he was not entitled to damages. Warrior made a brief statement about the decision on his website. This is what the Warrior said. It is what it is. There are no guarantees in litigation. None, of course, when you pursue these things, you want, to, you want things to turn out in your favor. So does the other side. Cases are made and cards fall where they will. What helps me handle is that I'm, I'm about things I cannot control and an optimist about all the incredible opportunity that always lies ahead every day, every hour, every minute. I mean, from the moment you decide in your head that the past is done and gone, that it, it is a fact of reality you cannot change, and you put your time and energy into moving forward right then and there, positive things begin to happen. Only when you change the world of your mind, but things in, in the world outside of you change. There is no reason for hesitation except you choose, get to choose to stay stuck. The only force in your mind, I, I, I don't choose to remain stuck. I'm not good at whining and complaining about what I myself can, will, and must do. I still have the rest of the day to make the most of out of myself and my life. I'm going to get at it. A few days later, the same court ruled that Warrior had to pay legal fees to WWE, WWE from defending the suit. The fees totaled just, fees totaled just under $19,000. On this day here in 2011, WWE presented Night of Champions from the first Niagara Center in Buffalo, New York. About 11,000 were in attendance, 161,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down slightly from 165,000 homes for the 2010 edition. In a pre-show dark match, Daniel Bryan defeated Heath Slater. Air Boom, Kofi Kingston, and Evan Bourne defeated Austin Truth, The Miz, and R-Truth via DQ to retain the tag team titles. Cody Rose defeated Ted DiBiase to retain the Intercontinental title. Dolph Ziggler defeated Jack Swagger, Alex Riley, and John Morrison to retain the United States title. Mark Henry defeated Randy Orton to win the World Heavyweight title. Kelly Kelly defeated Beth Phoenix to retain the Divas title. John Cena defeated Alberto Del Rio to win the WWE title. And Triple H defeated CM Punk in a no-DQ match. Had Triple H won, he would have been forced, had he lost, actually, he would have been forced to step down as WWE COO. I mean, they had that worded wrong there a little bit. And also, ladies and gentlemen, on this date in 2014, in the Impact taping in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Bobby Roode defeated Bobby Lashley to win the TNA Heavyweight title. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us see if we have any wrestling birthdays to uh, to report here before we, of course, get into, of course, the meat of our action here tonight. And again, I do appreciate those who are standing by. Of course, the, the, the are standing by to come on. Um, we will, of course, bring them in here, of course, momentarily. Because I know they have a lot to talk about here, of course, especially what's going on here with uh, SmackDown. So.
see. And ladies and gentlemen, we have no birthdays to report tonight. So, but we do have several, of course. I will go ahead and tell you that we do have, uh, we do have several here over the, over the weekend here, especially, uh, I can tell you we have we have three birth we have three birthdays tomorrow, and we have let's see one two three and four uh, birthdays actually uh, Sunday. Now we may have it may we we may have more depending upon of course like I said if we find any from other sources, but we have no wrestling birthdays to report here uh, tonight there as well. So we do. So we do, of course, like I said, <clears throat> there you have it with your wrestling uh, history and birthday report here tonight, as well as, of course, our <clears throat> wrestling news and views report here tonight there as well. It is now 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 888 of WWS Revolution. Of course, this is Friday, September 18th, 2020, 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. Mr. WSWS, Chad Henshaw on the line here, of course. Um, here, of course, I do believe we do now have some folks here standing by to come on. And I do believe, see, and do notice that we do have, of course, four folks here. And I do, once again, appreciate their indulgence and appreciate their, appreciate their patience there as well. <laughs> and, and waiting, of course. Of course, we got everything, of course, obviously taken care of here. So we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and get them on. Uh, we'll go ahead and get them, of course, here on here as well. But while we, and of course, let's just go ahead and run, run down, run down who we have waiting, waiting on the line here. Okay, well, I'm not sure what that was, but that's one of those things. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, first off here, we do have, uh, of course, the first two folks I'm about to introduce, of course, both, of course, are native, uh, natives of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I will say. First, The first one, ladies and gentlemen, is a three-time WCWS Hall of Famer. He's also a multiple-time title holder in our Trivia Championship Series. And also, of course, part of the team that brings you WCWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Of course, I will go ahead and introduce him. Of course, he is, we know him as JD. Of course, he is known as the Iceman, Jared D. Geralimo. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we also have a two-time WWS Hall of Famer, of course, also known as the Heartbreak Kid here in the radio network circles. He's also a contributor to WWS Raw Radio. And, of course, this gentleman here is, uh, <coughs> of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you know his other nickname, just in case you're not familiar with it, of course, yeah, I go back to that classic 60s sitcom, Happy Days, where, of course, he was, of course, he, of course, his other nickname, his nickname, of course, is, is based out, based upon one of the other central characters off of Happy Days, where, of course, like I said, if you remember the one with the black, slick black hair, the black leather jacket, the white t-shirt, the blue jeans, and always, every time he bought something, he made it turn on or turn, turn he turned it on or turned it off, and of course, every time he snapped his fingers, he had the ladies come running his way. This is a gentleman referring to the heartbreak kid himself, the one and only, of course, Fonty. And also, of course, waiting on here through our talk shoot uh, video service here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He is, of course, like I said, 
<clears throat> member of John Gross's Sports Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Of course, a holder of, of many of several of our belts here in the WS Trivia Championship Series, including just recently the OVWS Light Heavyweight Championship. And of course, also the man who, <clears throat> or the man with the golden voice, as we always call him, of course. He is also, he is definitely, of course, a soul man. He is, of course, Justin Lewis Fleming. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and bring, uh, bring these gentlemen on now. As we say, of course, welcome to, of course, first off, welcome to Justin. Thank you very much, sir, for waiting ever so patiently. And uh, thank you for, of course, be, uh, waiting ever so patiently while we take care of this business. But also, let us now start welcoming, of course, um, the two infamous Pittsburgh Pirates, as I'll go ahead and start calling them here. Uh, J.D. and Fonzie, let's go ahead and bring them on here and in here now. Uh, J.D. Fonzie, of course, welcome to episode 888, of course, here of Revolution. Thank you very so much. Thank you for waiting very so much uh, while we, of course, took care of, of course, of the news and the history here, of course, here tonight. Good to be here, and I do have some news to report, however, while I'm wearing no pants, so I will let you all know about that right now. We have Eddie Kingston taking on Brian Pillman Jr., Chris Daniels, I believe... Taking on Ricky Starks, The Butcher and the Blade versus Calvin Stewart and Poof, PUF, Joey Janelle and Sonny Kiss versus Kevin Blackwell and Daniel Garcia, Serena Deep versus Kylan King, The Lucha Bros with Kingston versus Max Star and Dante Smiley, Billy and Austin Gunn, The Gun Squad versus Cruz and M. Bideu, Dark Order versus Fuego del Sol and Rembrandt Lewis, Sir Pendico versus Will Hobbs, Ben Carter versus Lee Johnson, Dark Order of Five Angels, Haller and the Gimp 10. The Pulp Fiction Squad, as I call them, versus Ryzen and Alexander Gold will be on Dark this Tuesday night, however, mind you, as well as Eddie Kingston versus, uh, like I said, I already told you about that. Also, of course, at the PGA today, however, at the U.S. Open, however, apparently after two rounds, Patrick Reed, Reed is your leader by one shot, however, as he shot a 70, Bryson DeChambeau shot a 68, Harris English is 70, and Justin Hobbs is 73. They are currently two shots back, while Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are done. Tiger, of course, of course, had a real rough day. However, Phil yesterday shot 79 and 74, uh, respectively. However, they did not qualify. However, mind you, as like I said, they had a very rough day. Tiger Woods didn't make the cut either. He shot 77 today after a 73 yesterday. So both are out. But like I said, we'll see what happens tomorrow at Wingfoot Golf Course, however, if you will. Meanwhile, of course, last night we saw the Tampa Bay Lightning punch their ticket to the Stanley Cup. They will be playing game one of the Stanley Cup finals, of course, tomorrow. Congratulations to them on both teams, however. And also, ladies and gentlemen, understand that the Pac-12, however, did not vote on a plan how to start the football season. They will decide on a season, possibly. It would be maybe for New Year's Day, January 1, 2001. We'll see what happens, however. So we will keep an eye on that, however. And as we said, we got some big football games this week, including... A battle of Carolina going down to Tampa Bay. My boys and Fonzie's boys taking on the Denver Broncos. And, of course, Justin's boys playing Minnesota. While Sunday night, it will be the Pats, however, and Cam Newton taking on Russell Wilson in Seattle. While Monday night, the first Monday night game in Las Vegas, will be held with Drew Brees in New Orleans taking on the Raiders and Josh Jacobs at Allegiant Stadium in Sin City, just off the strip, Monday night, 8.30. Do not miss it on ESPN. Sure and yes, I'm going to have a little bit of a rain, and I'm going to have a rain on SmackDown too. So be ready. 
Thank you very much, AD. I did report the AEW thing earlier. I actually started a little bit earlier. I read about possibly uh, about 10 or 11 stories here. Uh, I started at 9 o'clock around the top, so I got in a lot of stories, including, of course, obviously, of course, if you heard about the thing involving WB2K Battlegrounds, apparently, like I said, somebody was infuriated over using, of course, the image of Tessa Blanchard on the game before it even starts, decides to come out. They now have since working on the problem here. They are going to be removing that image of Tessa Blanchard from that game as a result of it. So, so action was taken big time. See, here. speaking of Tessa Blanchard, if I'm her, and I talked about this with Justin today, and I talked this with Shaq on Sports Machine, and I'm going to mention tonight, and Michelle comes on too, I would get an attorney, and I would sue WWE. First off, she hasn't signed. She hasn't been a member of the company yet. And you're telling me that you're doing this to her now? Why, Bruce? Why, Bucktooth Beaver Dunn? Why, Vince, you racist, senile, old, geriatric, racist, bigoted bastard? You tell me why. Yeah. Well, apparently, like I said, and all that, this fella. Here, the, apparently, he the, the, actually the image that they used on the game actually belonged to him. It was confirmed that it was in fact Tessa Blanchard, but it belonged to this gentleman here. And then after somebody actually called, actually after somebody contact contacted him and saying apparently, well, hey, your thing was used in the, it was used in this WWE game. And apparently, the next thing you know, he's actually this guy's actually talking to the developers of the game, saying, hey. Uh, look, you're not, you're not supposed to be. Uh, I'm not trying to endorse your game or anything. You're not supposed to be using this and all that. And then one thing led to another. They just just going to decide after all this hype and all about it. They decided just to go ahead and pull it. They have pulled the image from the game. Of uh, of course, it's actually during a particular screen. Um, apparently, is where is where someone found this, and apparently that's why they officially decided just to go ahead and pull the. Uh, and pull the image before they release the game. I don't think the game is even out yet. I don't think it is. Uh, but uh, but they had to officially decided to, to pull that the, the to pull that image out before they release it. So and by the but way, no, I they did not. But they did not have like it, this. Just in the long shot, WWE did not have permission to use the image. It belonged to somebody <laughs> else. Excuse me. Go ahead, KD, please. Go ahead. And by the way, our thoughts and prayers are also with the member. Uh, uh, friends and family of Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, the former Justice Supreme Court, who passed away tonight tragically at the age of 87. Yes, we did hear about that. Uh, I did read a little bit about that before coming on the air. Um, we're very, very somber here, of course, here in, in, in the world, of course, in the world of Washington, the way it is right now, uh, loses a very key member of the United States Supreme Court. Uh, yes, and as I do. Uh, Agree with JD sentiments on that. Our thoughts and prayers are with Miss uh, Ginsburg's Justice Ginsburg's family and family and friends there as well. Also, of course, apparently somebody was arrested in Michigan after they attempted to do a stunt from the Dukes of Hazard over a bridge in Detroit. I heard something about that actually. Believe it or not, the story's on the cal- I put it on the cavalcade. If you want to pull it up and read it, it's Fox News reported it. Uh, but I, I found it on Facebook and I posted it on the entertainment. Hey, hey there you go. And we were waiting to hear I introduced y'all before I brought y'all in, but, uh, but since, but thing is I, I kind of owed y'all anyway, cause y'all waited patiently for me. Cause I wanted to get everything taken care of. 
No wrestling birthdays tonight, guys. Uh, surprisingly enough, um, but uh, but there's going to be a chock full of them tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, and we do have some sports birthdays that, to report. Happy 87th birthday to Scotty Bowman, the legendary coach, however, of uh, the NHL, who of course uh, used to coach the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Detroit Red Wings, of course. Today, born in Montreal, Canada, of course, he coached also the Sabres and, of course, the St. Louis Blues. He, of course, coached from 56 to 2002 as a coach. He was with the current team in 2008. He is the senior advisor of hockey operations. Uh, like I said, he, of course, used as a coach 67 to 72. He, of course, won the Stanley Cup 73, 76, 77, 78, 79, 92, 97, 98, 92. So he has been a champion for six, eight times, ladies and gentlemen. Happy 68th birthday goes to Rick Pitino, the former Providence coach, and uh, also Louisville and also New York Knicks coach, as well as Providence Friars coach and Iona coach. Two times the tournament champion. Final four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. and 13. Won the championship and regular season championship in the American Athletic Conference in 2014. With Louisville, believe it or not, a conference season USA regular season champion and two times conference USA tournament champion in 03 and 05, and also in 05 with Louisville, five times SEC tournament champion in 92 through 95 and 97 in Kentucky, 95 and SEC regular season champion, American East champion in 83 with Boston University, also 83 American East regular season champion, Adolf Cup Cup in 2009. Uh, Greek Cup Award winner in 2019, NABC Coach of the Year in 87, John Wooden Coach of the Year that same year, two times Greek League Champion in 1920, two times regular, uh, uh, let's see what else, uh, 956, two times regular season champion, Big East regular season champion, and Big East tournament champion in 09 and 13, as well as tournament champion in 09, 12, and 13. Like I said, he today turned 68, born in New York City, New York Tower, attending St. Dominic High School in Oyster Bay, New York. Played at UMass for three years, however, and has been coaching since 1970. Happy birthday to Ricky Patino today. Yesterday, of course, we had some birthdays, however, and Wednesday, which we'll talk about here, hopefully, as well as some other birthdays to point out before the night is over, including, ladies and gentlemen, yesterday. And, John, I know you're going to love this, however. On Wednesday, however, yesterday, however, it was the birthday of your boy, Alex Ovechkin. Yes, Alex Ovechkin, however, celebrated the birthday yesterday. The hockey superstar great, of course, 35 years old. Yesterday turning, Phil Jackson also celebrated the birthday yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, the Bulls legendary coach and, of course, former uh, superstar, ladies and gentlemen, of course, coach from 1970 through 2011, was also with the New Jersey Nets. Albany Patrick, he is the two-time champion, 1773, all-rookie team in 66 and 67, first-time Division II All-American, 66 and 67, NCC player there, and three times all NCC player of the year, 65 through 67. Born in Deer Lodge, Montana, was drafted by uh, the New York Knicks in 67, 17th overall after attending Wilson, North Dakota High School, and North Dakota State University. Stands 6'8", 220. He is 75 years old. He also is a uh, CBA Coach of the Year, Howard, 1985 and 84, respectively. NBA Coach of the Year, top 10 coaches in history. His coaching record, 1,155 wins, 485 losses, 70%. 5,428 points, 7 points per game, 4 rebounds a game, 34, 54, 898 assists per game, 1.5 assists per game, four and a half, almost 4.5 rebounds a game, 7 points per game. Uh, go uh, like suck said, balls. NBA All-Star Game, 1996, 2000, 2009, 
and is an 11-time NBA champion, 91-93, Yes, folks, Bill Jackson celebrating a birthday. And also the birthday of NASCAR superstar Jimmy Johnson celebrating a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to him. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, he turned yesterday, believe it or not, however, oddly enough, 45 years old, however, like we said, however. But we'll run down his accolades and George Blanda here in just a little bit. And, of course, like we said, uh, we have some other birthdays to report out. Wednesday, of course, we celebrate the birthday of former Milwaukee Brewers star Robin Yount, as well as Dodger superstar Earl Hershiser. And then, of course, like we said on Tuesday, we celebrate the birthday of Merlin Olsen, the former Los Angeles Rams great, as well as Pittsburgh native Dan Marino and baseball pitcher Gaylord Perry. We will talk about those guys in a little bit. But in the meantime, I am ready to talk about SmackDown, and I think Fonzie might be writing Justin, too. Unless anyone doesn't object, but I'll tell you right now, once again, our good buddy Bruce put on another shitty show tonight. Yeah. Uh, that actually made me have to go take a leak. <laughs> Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Me so horny, me love you long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, anyway. Thank you, thank you very much, Lindsay, for that quick update there as well. As we now, now go to a minute after 10, of course, here on Friday, September 18th, 2020, episode 888 of WWS Revolution tonight. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, alongside the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, and the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. I do believe the human suplex machine, John Gross, is trying, uh, is trying, to, 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 trying to get on here. Uh, uh, but uh, he uh, he may he may have be having some difficulty in in, in doing just that. Uh, uh, um, and Justin's going to have something to say here about uh, apparently something to say about SmackDown here in a minute. I'll just add that on with the co- current conversation here in just uh in, in in just in just a few just a few moments there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, there was something. There was something else here. I was going to, uh, but um, but of course, also we got also talking about saying some prayers for some folks here, guys. I'm sure y'all, if you heard about this or not, but of course, I did report this here as well. Uh, she's current a female wrestler currently re- wrestling in AEW. Um, I hope that I pronounced her name right. Because every time I see it, I think I'm mispronouncing it. Evelise. Yeah. Evelise. Did I pronounce that? Yes. Uh, sadly, of course, like I said, uh, she just recently lost her home in a fire. Oh, that's so. Uh, so, so, we, so uh, I'm not sure of of what the current, uh, of course, or her what, what the current situation is for her. But of course, let's say a little prayer for. Let's say a little prayer for her. Hopefully, she will be able to help get up. Also, I don't know if you heard about this story here as well. About the, of course, we talked about this about on what happened at the end of the match with uh, Mickey James and Oscar on Raw. Right past what we're doing the SmackDown. Apparently, the referee referee believed that Mickey James had a concussion. That was apparently different. I heard different accounts. I heard she tore her elbow out of the socket. What I had heard. Well, this was on 411 Mania. If you want to go back and read the story, apparently she was interviewed about it, and apparently they're saying that the referee believed one one call that the referee was believed to have made was that she had suffered a concussion in her loss to Oscar. So, 
Um, you've got something you might want to probably read up on if you want to go check that out um, as well. But there's a lot of very, uh, very interesting stories. And, of course, also to deal with uh, uh, there's no, of course, actually no official plans on when Sonya Deville is going to supposed to be returning to WWE, but apparently that is. I'll expect her back for a while. Well, the thing is, right, but here's the thing. Uh, they did. They did say that the person in charge with the, the stalking and the stalking case involving her, and I guess it was her and Mandy Rose. I guess uh, apparently uh, uh, he had pleaded not guilty. Well, and in jail. Well, 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 I no, I I agree with what you're saying. I'm just telling you what I read. And but, but like I said, that that right now, of course. That right now, that she at some point she will be returning, but I guess she's probably. And I think what they're wanting to do is they want her to get this all cleared off before, like I said, she uh, before before she before she probably return returns to WWE so she gets to have like a clean slate, I guess. Uh, but like I said, that uh, but apparently, like I said, he has pleaded not, not guilty to this. Um, this was this was a course out of uh, uh, this was through a virtual thing, virtual. Uh, um, um, I guess conference or something like that through uh, uh, Hillsborough Hillsborough County Court. That uh, of course he has pleaded, like I said, pleaded not not uh, pleaded not guilty to, of course, all this. And of course, it's set for sometime next month is when the trial was supposed to take place. But until all that, until then, like I said, obviously Sonya Deville is going to be away from yeah. for a while. Uh, so obviously we'll uh, keep our eyes open on that. I'm sure everybody will be, of course, watching it out for that as well. Sorry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to 10 to 6 p.m. Of course, let's go ahead. And I'm sure a lot of our guys here have a, have, have a few things to say about tonight's edition of SmackDown. Of course, obviously JD is very is is itching at the bit and all that and all that. Even going so far as to actually, I even heard he's even scratched his own nuts off. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of us, let me ask you guys this question. And, and Justin, just I thought about this, and I'll ask your thoughts and Fonzie's thoughts too. And if Tom's here, I'd ask him the same thing, and everyone else, you know, their thoughts too about this. What does everyone think about Molina returning to WWE? Well, there have been some. Uh, there have been some. I thought there have been some possible. Some some possible. Uh, uh, some some small discussion about it. I know. Uh, I mean, the thing is, of course, last time we saw her was when they did the. Uh, uh, gosh, when I think it was when they were doing that, that big roll around involving the twenty four seven title, and I think she was one of those that actually held it. Um, no, she was a. No, 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 no. That's right. No, she was a referee. That's right. She. She was trained to be the storyline was she was claiming to be a referee, and she actually was the one that uh, um, I think I think she actually gave it actually uh, either the Candice Michelle or Alondra Blaze won it when she counted it or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, that's the last time anybody saw Molina on a WWE broadcast. I, to my now I, that's what I think, but I mean I'm just guessing. Anyway, anyway. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing her back. I mean, if Mickey James could do it, you know, like I said, I mean, they need some of this, uh, some ex- some of this experienced talent. Like I said, if she could still go, I mean, I think they need kind of a little bit of guidance right now. 
and we don't, they don't have that really that much to be looking at here. I mean, I think Natalia might be probably the most seasoned out of all of them, in my personal opinion, um, right now. But the thing but, is, would she be able to work with people like Sasha or Charlotte or Natty or maybe? I mean, I know she knows Natty maybe a little bit, but with Sasha and Well, the way now, now that you think about it, and guys, y'all can ponder this for just a second here for a minute. You know, A, I wouldn't mind seeing her back personally because, like I said, you know, like I said, she did make a lot. She did make a but a big time impact during her time in WWE. Uh, so there's no doubt about it. I mean, I would, I personally would like to see her come back at some point down the road. However, however, if you were, if if she was able to go another, do another WWE run, who you put her up against, or who you might team her up with? I mean, either which, whichever one, either way they decide to do it. There's one name that kind of factors to me personally now. I could be wrong about it. And I'm not, I never said I was right about everything. But one I would see, and this is just me personally, is Sasha. On either level. Teaming up with her or going against her. And maybe at the beginning, maybe putting teaming her up with Sasha, and then maybe Sasha or Melina one turned their back on one another, and then they're having a match. You know, coming up at one of the big events, heck, I would see, like to see that at Mania if that was if that was ever pop up again. I mean, do kind of like a Trish Stratus thing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But personally, I would say social. Now, of course, they won't go the route that the fans, if myself as a fan, has suggested, or I'm sure a lot of people may agree or disagree with me on it. They may say other things, but of course, regardless of what the fans say, Vince and WWE is not going to listen to what the fans say because obviously he he believes that what he says is 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 the right call, and everybody is going to get on their knees and, and, start, and start kissing the alabaster keister of his, and on uh, to the until their lips are until their lips are so blue and all that they're going to be stuck right to it for the rest of their lives. I'm sure that he's got a lot of people already down there now. No wonder he can't really walk straight. <coughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, but but I mean, but like I said, I mean, that's who I would think. Personally. Yeah. Uh, Fonzie, any any uh, with what JD just mentioned about Melina, would you a like to see her back, and if so, would, who would you like to see her maybe go up against or team with? Yeah, I'd like to see Melina back, but I doubt it. Uh, but if she were, who would you like to see her go with, team up with, or against? Probably teaming up with Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of reminded me. I know this would not be it wouldn't make the same impact like it did years ago. But come to think about it, if they brought her back and they brought her back maybe in, in, in a, I don't think I don't know if they would bring her back right away in like a heel mode. But put her back with Morrison. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting thought, yes. Very interesting I'm, thought. I don't know how Zachary would feel about it, but I mean, of course, she's on another program. But still, she'd be watching that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have to wait to see what happens with that, man. But, uh, Justin, would you like to see Melina come back to the WWE? And if so, who would you like to see her team up with or go up against? And of course, he's 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 typing it in there. He's he's, he's typing it in there here, folks. <coughs> so give us just one. Give us just one second here. And why he why he does that here, folks? Before we go into more discussion about SmackDown, I would like to, of course, post any updates and talk about any updates that we may have on, of course. Uh, our, uh, our, as you know, we of course put up some more belts for OVWUS, of course, as well. Uh, we have seven more belts, of course, that we have posted, and of course, I'd like to see if we have what other more results we have for this. And we still got 12 more days for everybody to do to do some to do some voting. So if y'all would like to come on and do this, be sure, of course, be a part of uh, join up with the. Uh, uh, OVWS page Vendetta in the Valley, of course, to do your uh, voting on there as well. The OVWS Southern Tag Team title uh, poll so far, we have one vote for Jody Valentine. Nobody, nobody else has received any votes at all whatsoever. But we do need two people. The two, the two with the two high, the two people with the highest votes, of course, are going to become the tag, Southern Tag Team champions. So far, we have only one vote for, for Ms. Valentine, but we don't have it for anyone else as of yet. The OVW, the o, the OVW uh, U.S. Uh, Valley Championship. Actually, J.D., you are currently tied right now with Russell McDaniel to uh, uh, for that belt. So you have some more time here. Uh, so be just watching that very, very carefully because there might be another championship belt in your future. The Brutality Championship, uh, uh, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, of course, our good friend here, uh, is right now leading the Cowboy Clinton James Smith, two votes to one right now in that. The Saturday Night Special Championship, Antonio Gutierrez is leading the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, two votes to nothing in that respect. Uh, the OBW U.S. Women's Championship poll, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Jody Valentine are tied with one vote each. The Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach has yet to receive any votes at all. Uh, the OVWUS Radio Championship, Eddie Garza and Anthony Chobot are tied with one vote each. And, uh, and um, I did actually look at this very, very wrong last night here. The OVWUS Television Championship. Uh, Danny from Oak Park is leading the human suplex machine, John Gross, three votes to two. So, uh, but like I said, there are still 12 more days left of this. This will end, of course, at the end of the month, September the 30th. If you like, say, anyone that's not a member of this group that would like to, of course, be coming to jump on and, like I said, be a part of this, please, please, of course, uh, join today. And, like I said, 
and uh, and uh, and uh, get your get your vote in because we love to, of course, hear what we love to see what you have to say about that. Uh, the the heartbreak kid Fonzie, I think, has already left us here for the night. Uh, so we were hoping to hear some more from him, but um, if he doesn't come back on, we do thank him very much for popping on here tonight as well. Uh, Justin is saying about this deal with Molina, he's saying he thinks it would be a bad idea for WWE to bring her back because WWE will do to her like what they have done right there, probably doing right now with Mickey James. And if they did bring Molina back, she would. He would like to see them put her up against Natalia. It could happen. It could also happen, like I said, with Sasha and uh, other people, the new people that Molina hasn't worked with. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here uh, speaking of which, Mickey James was asked about, and y'all are going to flip when I say this. One question that Mickey James was asked in that interview. That they posted on 411mania.com when they asked her about the match with Oscar on Monday. They asked her personal opinion about how she how she rates Bailey as a heel. And apparently Mickey James seems to think that is one of the most awesome moves that they currently have done. Well so. we, can, we can also tell you now there are a few more matches that have been announced for apparently uh Clash of Champions. It will be Cesaro and Shinsuke versus the Lucha House Party, Jeff Hardy versus AJ versus Sammy in a triple threat ladder match for the IC title. Were we expecting now the IC title match? Was that something that was expected? That was announced tonight, actually, and uh, believe it or not, I'm going to talk about that here in a few minutes How with the SmackDown recap if everyone is ready to hear my thoughts. Are. Okay. I did hear something but now. I know one thing you're going to probably bring up here in just a minute here, J.D., um, but, of course, the one thing I'm kind of anxious to hear was because I did hear something about the Sasha Banks speaking of which was supposed to be returning tonight, and I can't wait to hear what the end result of that is. So let's go ahead and give you the floor, J.D., here. I'm going to take, I'm going to take a little bit of a breather here. Of course, after, of course, going nonstop here for the last hour. Nope. So, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm, still, I'm still here, ladies and gentlemen, on 888 or Revolution. Going to turn things over here to JD to get his uh, full thoughts about the results and his personal opinion, of course, about what happened tonight on SmackDown. JD, let's go ahead and hear what you got to say. WWE SmackDown. Oh, WWE SmackDown. Where do we go? Of course, tonight, once again, SmackDown was brought to you in the Thunderdome at the Amway Center, if you will. And, of course, who was on headset commentary, but, of course, our good friends, Michael Cole, and everyone's favorite little clown, if you will. The biggest sea sucker who loves to suck the sea. That's just saying, referring to cock, none other than clown shoes, Corey Graves. Morrison and Miz, of course, started off the show with the dirt sheet, if you will. And, of course, they started running down, of course. The so-called, uh, they would expose Bailey's motivation to attack Sasha. They would also say they would why, uncover why W tried to raise Sami Zayn's IC title reign and Samoan family secrets. And then they threw to a video package of Miz unveiling last Saturday on Talking Smack of Mandy Rose being traded to Raw. Then, of course, Otis came out and confronted Miz, however, if you will, and started to beat the crap out of them, however, followed by Tucker, who basically, however, helped his partner, if you will. In the end, how Otis basically ripped off the jacket and pants of the Miz, revealing him in his tidy whities if you will, let's just say. 
Morrison and Ms. were not very happy about this and were absolutely livid to say the least and embarrassed. So apparently this feud has continued with these four. Then we go to the first match, however, mind you, however, mind you, however, Cesaro taking on Grand Metalik. As a result, Cesaro defeated Grand Metalik despite the fact that Dorado and Kalisto, however, continuing to argue with one another, however, mind you, and as a result, the referee decided to ban him from ringside, but he didn't ban, of course, Cesaro's tag team partner, if you will, the Michael Jackson wannabe himself, let's just say Shinsuke Nakamura. Afterwards, of course, we saw Cesaro win with the neutralizer, however, in about eight and near eight and a quarter minutes. Now, prior to that, Miz said he had a plan and Kale Braxton asked Miz prior to that if he regretted aggravating notice and said, took a phone call and said, she's here, and was it enough before walking away? We didn't know what he meant, but we would soon find out later in the night. Then, of course, we talked about the confrontation between AJ Styles and Sami Zayn, and, of course, the upcoming Samoan street fight, if you will. Then, of course, we go to a video package of Paul Heyman, however, mind you. However, basically, are talking about the upcoming match later in the evening. Then we go to a moment of piss, if you will, with everyone's favorite Harley Quinn wannabe, the somewhat arrogant, uh, uh, arrogant Alexa Bliss, who, by the way, is plugging her own podcast, if you will, and makes its debut this Tuesday, however, on Apple Tunes. Spotify, Google Play, you can check all that stuff. And her first guest on her new podcast, however, mind you, is going to be none other than Lance Bass, and of course the A-lister himself, none other than the moronic ass clown from Cleveland, if you will, The Miz. Then we go to a stupid video package of Matt Riddle, which was absolutely a waste of space. Go figure. And then Alexa welcomes her new, her good friend Alexa. Like I said, her good friend Nikki Cross. As a result, however, Alexa, of course, talks to Nikki about Nikki facing off with Boyley, of course, coming up at Night of the Champions Hour Clash of the Champions Gold Rush, which again, as I said before, is probably one of the stupidest names they could ever think of for this pay-per-view. But then Nikki, of course, said she saw what Bailey did, of course, or Boyley to Sasha with the steel chair and the contempt she had in her eyes, and it makes her want to give her the bean she deserves. She also went on to become, said she promised she would become the next champion of the women's SmackDown era. Nikki then said she had a question for Alexa and brought up Sister Abigail. Alexa said she didn't know what to say because she didn't fully understand it. But then who shows up? Oh, yes. The blonde, sassy southern slut herself, Lacey Evans, and her stupid little, little, uh, let's just say, Vegas showgirl outfit, if you will, looking like a whore in every sense of the word. As a result, however, she said, however, basically, however, this was Dr. Phil Hour, however, and I guess, however, that Alexa was being too nice, however, and didn't have a spine. Hmm. Interesting. Why don't you tell us something, however, about yourself, Lacey, that you haven't done for the last six months? Oh, that's right. You've been nothing more than a whore the last six months, however, acting like you're a little Miss Nice Girl, however, and all of a sudden back to being nothing but a sassy southern whore slut that you were once before, however, by calling everyone nasties. Well, guess what? Speaking of nasties, what's nasty is you lethargic little lackluster wrestler that you are, however, being the spoiled army bread you are also, however, you haven't won a match in quite some time, have you? No, apparently not, because tonight you decided to take on very crazy, wild, and out-of-control, nasty Nikki Cross. 
And Nikki was definitely in a very nasty mood, no pun intended, if you will, despite the fact at one point that Lacey decided to basically become a moron and drown her hands in hand sanitizer before the match, calling Nutella basically the right thing to do. And then at the same time later in the match, trying to basically purposely blind Nikki Howard with your hand sanitizer. But again, how did that work out for you, Lacey? Tell me, how did that work out for you? Didn't work out real well, did it, huh? Yeah, because once again, you lackluster little sassy southern skank. You lost, however, to Nikki Cross. So why don't you just go cry back to your boyfriend, Bruce Pritchard, and basically have your mouth all over his little junk, however, and basically blow him and ask him for another chance, however, because it seems like you're going to be whining and bitching and pissing and moaning about not basically getting a win and getting an opportunity hand to you. The only reason why you'll probably get anything hand to you is because you'll have your mouth all over Vince's grapefruits and Bruce Pritchard's ass at the same time while sucking and blowing at the same time, complaining that you continue to get basically mistreated. Cry me a fucking river already. Seriously. Cry me a fucking river about your petty problems there, Lacey. Here's the thing. Why don't you learn how to learn to be a decent enough wrestler and shut your mouth when you're in the ring instead of calling everyone nasties? Because the only thing that's nasty about your ability is right now, you can't talk, you can't wrestle, and you think everyone thinks you think everyone is that no one's better than you well guess what last I checked I think there's a bunch of wrestlers that are a little bit better than you right now and you're just still basically crying about it more and more like a petty whiny little child speaking of child let's talk about the interview upcoming after this however we had Sasha of course talking about what her best friend Boily at one time did a few weeks ago and addressed her that she would take care of her when the time was right. But who shows up? Oh yeah, that backstabbing little bitch-ass little bully herself. Bully, if you will. And as a result, she decides to take a chair and almost try to do the same thing she did to Sasha a few weeks ago before security chased her out of the ring, or basically chased her out of the picture, however. So, here's the thing, Boily, you little little backstabbing little bitch. I hope you realize right now how much more you made the boss angry. Because guess what? Come Clash of the Champions, or even before then, she's going to take that stupid little grandma do that if you call a hairstyle her, and shove it right up there where the sun doesn't shine. So get ready, Bailey. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Your time's running out, honey, as far as championship goes, Howard. And guess what? Come Clash of the Champions, or even after Clash of the Champions, Sasha will be back at some point, Howard. And she will show you that why she is the true boss, however. Not you in this so-called one-time friendship that you used to have with each other. Because basically, Boily, you think you may know all you need to know right now about beating Sasha. And you think you might have Sasha's number and beating her again and becoming the sole beneficiary, or should I say, the sole backstabbing little bitch-ass broad that you were by basically trying to injure Sasha. You thought you had the last laugh on Sasha. But guess what? You won't. And you're not going to. Because Sasha's going to basically take her fist and shove it right down your throat, however, and out your ass, however, when she knocks you on your butt, however, in more ways than one. Then we go to AJ Styles against the Seth Rogen wannabe, the somewhat bearded, bearded, let's just say, uh, very uh, 
let's just say, crazy, batshit wild, slime bag, Sami Zayn. Yes, folks, Sami Zayn, the guy who I still respect at times, even though I hate him as this heel, arrogant prick that he is right now. Anyway, AJ ends up defeating Sami Zayn, but then afterwards, Sami complains to the ref, however, that he was cheated. Just like fucking um, Lacey Evans. Here's the thing, Sammy. You and Lacey have one thing in common with each other. You both whine, you both bitch, and you both complain too much. Here's the thing to quote Chris Jericho for both you and Lacey Evans, Sammy. Shut the hell up. Okay? Shut the hell up with your whining. Okay? No one wants to hear you whine about you being cheated out of the IC title. Why did you tell us, Sammy, why you were home for six months, Heller? Why don't you tell us why you went home and pouted like a little bitch, Heller, after losing the last time before you came back? I mean, okay, I'll get this, however. You want to be home with your family and maybe kids, Heller, if you have any kids, Heller. And if you do, I hope everyone in your family is safe and secure as well as you. No disrespect there. I'm not going to dispute that. But what I am going to complain about is, however, you could have come back, however, at any time, however, after a certain amount of time. But did you choose to come back? No. You continued to basically stay at home because WWE found a way to not bring you back, however, until the time was right. And then you come back and you whine a bitch and piss and moan and say, however, that I'm still the rightful IC champion and I should still be the rightful IC champion. Well, Sammy, guess what? Let's see you prove it, Howard, when you take on both AJ and Jeff Hardy, Howard, in a triple threat match, Howard, that is going to be no doubt the show-stealing match at Clash of the Champions Gold Rush. Let's see how you can back up those words, if you will. Then we go to a backstage vignette where Otis was apparently served papers for something, but we didn't know what. And who was it that did it? Oh, yeah! Once again... The arrogant Miz and his cocky little buddy, John Morrison, basically suing him for emotional distress, negligence, and creating an unsafe work environment. He then said, basically, however, they basically said to Otis that they gave, they were giving him a week to give up his money in the bank contract, or they would take him to court. Okay, last I checked, Miz, Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho, you two assholes, didn't have anything going for you in the last six months, and have done nothing, basically, to earn money in the bank, have you? Oh, that's right. You weren't even in the Money in the Bank match in the first place. But no, now because you think you deserve it, Howard, you probably both had your mouth on Corey Graves' balls and Bruce Pritchard's ass at the same time while sucking them both off, Howard, and getting what you want. Well, guess what? You're not going to get jack shit. Because at the end of the day, Otis still has the contract. You two can play rub-a-dub-dub-dug-rub-a-dub-tug with each other, as well as each other, however, and your boyfriends too, however, Pritchard and freaking Corey, because you can cry all together and have a circle jerk with one another about not getting what you wanted. Then we have, apparently, Cockstain, Corbin, and Sheamus talking about their match. And then, of course, Big E decides to take a few shots on Sheamus prior to the match. But then who decides to uh, basically toss uh, basically uh, uh, the person who beat up Sheamus out of the building? Oh, yeah, the John Laryngitis bald-headed cue ball himself, 2.0, 2000, or should I say 2020, if you will, Adam Postman Pierce. Acting once again like an arrogant little prick. 
And that leads me to my new nickname for Adam Pierce. It's no longer Adam Postman Pierce, as some people have called him in the past. It's more like Adam, I am a prick Pierce. Because more and more, he continues to act like a prick, both on Raw and SmackDown, thinking he's the authority figure of both Raw and SmackDown, a la John Laryngitis 2020. So yeah, after Big E decides to get a few shots in on Sheamus, he decides to have Big E taken out of the building. Gee, Pierce, why don't you tell us how much you sucked off on Vince McMahon's cock this week, like you do every week. Then, of course, that leads us to the main event. King Corbin and, of course, Sheamus, or should I say King Cockstain Corbin and his little boyfriend, the fun-loving, slimebag, human jar of mayonnaise, however, sneaky, subpar Sheamus to eat on the Uso family tree, or should I say the Samoan family, if you will, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. And yes, once again, Howard, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns have the final laugh on Sheamus and Corbin. But then after the matchup, power, if you will, Howard, Jay Uso, however, was happy about his victory. But once again, who turned out to be a little upset about it, but hurt about it? Oh yeah, the big dog, if you will. As a result, however, that only lasted for a few seconds, but then Roman smiled, and they shared a hug with each other while Roman was smiling bigger. However, as Jay headed up the ramp, however, Roman apparently wasn't too happy with what Jay had done, however, to win the match. So now the question is, what's going to happen next week, however, in the go-home show prior to Clash of the Champions Gold Rush? Well, we'll have to wait and see. But I have heard rumors, however, telling me, however, that they do have a plan possibly for this match between the two of them at the pay-per-view. And that leads me to wonder, as we've talked about numerous times before, not just this show, but all of the shows, including Raw Radio. Are we going to see the return, possibly, maybe, of Paul Heyman's big client, Brock Lesnar? Are we going to see the Beast return and find a way to basically put the screws into Roman, however, basically, and deny him a chance to walk out of there with the title and have Jey Uso pull off the upset only to lose it back to Brock Lesnar later on down the road? Are we going to see Roman, however, have a new alliance partner in Brock Lesnar, as Paul Heyman might have two big now monsters to take out Jey Uso? Or are they going to do a stupid phony finish, however, a false finish, however, or a basically screw job to deny Jey Uso a chance to win? All these questions that we were going to, I'm sure we're going to have answered in week next week. But that being said, once again, WWE SmackDown was absolutely a shitty show. So, Bruce, I hope you're happy with the shit you put on tonight. Once again, acting like an arrogant douche hour because you only had four matches on the show and only one of them was a damn good match. That being, of course, obviously, however, believe it or not, the opening match of the night. Other than that, everything else was a pile of shit. Even though some people said AJ and Sammy was pretty good and I got to agree with them somewhat. That was actually pretty good on like the first match. So I'm going to go a little different here. The semi-main event was good. But yeah, once again, WWE put on a subpar show. So that being said, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give SmackDown a 2, almost a 2 and a quarter, just shy of 2 and a half out of 10. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you very much here, JG. Big time, uh, Big time thoughts there tonight here, of course, and, and did not pull the punches here, ladies and gentlemen. Big time here tonight here. <clears throat> about talking about it, uh, uh, tonight's episode, of course, of uh, of Monday Night Raw. Of course, <clears throat> it would be it would be, of course, very unique to see, you know, obviously one half of the Usos, you know, after holding tag team goal for a little bit, probably one of them picking up possibly the, uh, you know, possibly the Universal title. That 
interesting, more interesting thing has, has pretty much happened here. Uh, <clears throat> so we hope to, of course, like I said, that we'll give you more insight about all that coming up here uh, very, very soon. <clears throat> Let's give you this one more time here, folks, as we now go into 10.36 p.m. on Friday, uh, September 18th, 2020. Uh, episode 888 of WWS Revolution, of course, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-POUND. Uh, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here alongside the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, and also the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming. Uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, I believe, did have to leave us for the night, but we do thank you for coming on, and we hope to, of course, hear from him, of course, uh, next week, first, I'm sure, starting with uh, WWS, of course, Raw Radio. Uh, just a quick reminder, of course, don't forget episode, our next episode of WWS tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, 141-364-POUND, as, of course, we'll be talking about what has taken place this week in the radio network, plus also bringing you tomorrow's uh, wrestling history and birthdays, as well as some um, more wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of 411 Mania. Be sure to listen in, of course, tomorrow night. Tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock right here, of course, on Talk Shoe for our next edition of WWS Power Hour. And don't forget this Sunday morning at 8 a.m., 805-8613 pound, our next episode of WWS this morning. As we, of course, will also talk about Sunday's history and birthdays. Plus also, of course, uh, <clears throat> give a run, give a, give a, a early rundown as to what will be taking place on all of our shows in the coming week. And also, of course, uh, some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of 411 Mania. Be sure to listen in on that. Of course, coming up here at 8 a.m. Sunday morning, of course, for WWS this morning. Uh, I do believe we do have someone popping in here. I think he had been trying to get on the line here for quite some time, but I think he was having some sort of phone difficulty. Uh, but I do believe we, I do believe he has found another way to pop on. So let's, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Let's go ahead and do a quick introduction here. Of course, he is a, a of course, a two-time WWS Hall of Famer. Also, also a, a multiple-time, a multiple holder of several of our championship belts here in, of course, the WWS Trivia Championship Series, including, of course, just recently um, the OVWUS Anarchy Championship. And, of course, one half of the OVWUS World Tag Team Championships alongside the Keenan Clubs Mid Patel. Also, of course, one half of the GWI Tag Team titles, of course, alongside Mitt there as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the founder of John Russell Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Let's go ahead and also bring him on here as well. He is, of course, the human suplex machine. Let's go and bring him in right now. The one and the only. John Gross. John, welcome to 888 of Revolution. Good to have you here with us here tonight. And of course, John's voice sounds like music. Wait a minute. 
Oh my god. No. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Oh my god. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, my humblest apologies. I have some breaking news. John, I'm sorry to interrupt you, sir, but I've got some breaking news. Guys, hmm. I'm a great uncle again. Really? Yeah. My nephew just had had twins. Congratulations. <laughs> she made it to 36 weeks. Around 11 a.m. this morning, her water broke. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That causes a, that is definitely a celebration. A boy, a boy, and a boy and a girl. Boy's name is Ezra Sage Baker, weighing four pounds, 14 ounces, and and a little girl, Eden Sky Baker, weighing seven pounds, three ounces. Oh, Congratulations. My well deserved. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. Uh, I just that awesome. an hour ago. My God. I just now, oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. Oh my that God. is awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I get emotional here. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, I, I think we have reason to celebrate tonight. No doubt about it. Very awesome. Oh, oh Lord. Great. Oh, Lord have mercy. Ezra means helper and was also a prophet in the Bible. Eden means happiness or bliss, named after the Garden of Eden, of course. Yeah. Well deserved. Congratulations. Thanks That's great. Delivery and the baby well deserved. Congratulations. I think this is a celebration tonight. Oh, That's great. That's my my, ne my nephews. Of course, they have a big brother. Of course, obviously, I, I talked about him. Was born in I believe uh, two years ago. He'll be two in December. Oh, what my day? Um, uh, it was the early part of December. Oh crap! You, you think I don't know all this? <laughs> I think it was the early part. Of, the early part of December. But regardless, we'll, we'll we'll worry about that later. Anyway, but that's awesome. Congratulations. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, John, uh, sir. I mean, my apologies, sir, but welcome to 888 of, of Revolution uh, coming on here with, of course, after just you know, Facebook a moment ago and just seeing this, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> first of all, first of all, Chad, I, I want to congrat I want to congratulate you on becoming an uncle. And may those kids be healthy and grown up one day. Amen. Amen. But second of all, <laughs> normal. But second of all, JD, as you said, we have reason to celebrate. But tonight, I think we have we have reason to to be in a in a state of shock right now. Because I don't know if you guys heard because the music you just heard. Reason I just played that music was for was for our uh, was for the Ginsburg lady. Yes, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That was my reason for coming on tonight. Did you watch SmackDown at all, John? Yeah, I did. It was boring. Pretty bad, huh? Yeah, yes, bad. At least. But I, I mean, what are they thinking? I mean. I don't it's know. The same bullshit every week. 
I don't know. But, but my thoughts tonight on Ginsburg. Truly a one-of-a-kind, truly a one-of-a-kind leader in politicians and in the courtroom. Truly, truly a, a inspirational soul to many. Truly an inspirational soul to everybody in the United States of America. When we sit, when we, when we sit here and talk about greats like like Bill Clinton, George Bush, Obama, every one of them. Allen Ginsberg was, was the lady she admired. When we talk about people like Hillary Clinton and all the others, Allen Ginsberg was the greatest lady in the judicial system. My thoughts tonight, my thoughts and prayers at this time go out to her families, her sons, and especially her loved ones. But the reason why I wanted to come here and say that is because I want to inform everyone. This Monday night, 1055, is going to be an early show. I'm going to talk about the late, great Allen Ginsberg. Hello? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, yeah. My 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 apologies here. Uh, we're. I'm just. Uh, I'm just actually. Uh, I think JD may have had to step away for a minute, but uh, I'm. I'm, I'm listening to what you're. There's JD. Yeah, I was just mentioning. Uh, I was just still. If you don't, if you don't hear me talking for another few minutes, I'm just kind of expressing my uh, and extending my congratulations on this well, can, very big. Well, congr- very big. well, congratulations go out. Congratulations, definitely, Chad. Go out in order to your fa- to your family, and hope these kids. Like I said, hope these kids grow up so they can have their own radio show. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, but in the mean live. but in the meantime, and I'm not trying to take anybody's thunder, but I think mm-hmm. we need but I think tonight now I'm gonna do this from here right right here and now a ten bell salute. Almighty Lord, we come, we pause for this moment for just a second to first of all welcome Chad's new baby, new uncles into the world, new kids into the world, uh, new nephews into the world, and let them live a prosperous and happy life, happier life. Also, Lord, we come to you on this moment tonight because we lost one of the greatest 
people in the United States of America, Miss Mayor Allen Ginsburg, Ruth Ginsburg. At this time, Lord, I ask that you be with them and comfort them and let them know that they are not alone in this tragedy and let the people know that, that here in this world that we need a lot of this in the world with honor and dignity, that she did not die in vain, but died a hero for most of us. Died a hero for most of us. She was the well-beloved judge court actor in the, in the United States of America today. And we ask this, Lord, in the name of your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins. Amen. Amen, indeed. Yep. All right. So on that on that note, guys, I just came here to get my thoughts on uh, Allen Ginsberg, and I will tell and I will announce that this Monday I will do a little tribute. But <laughs> I tell you what, one minute, one minute—it's just I don't tell you guys, 2020 is just chaotic. Losing people left and right because of this COVID-19. When is this going to end? When will it ever end? I don't know. I don't know. But Chad, I want to send my congratulations one more time to you, to your babies. And to your nephews, and like I said, they're gonna live happier and let them let them live stronger. So I thank you for that, JD. I know you were really looking forward to kicking Michelle's butt, but I'll talk to you sometime this weekend. He may have stepped away again, but I'll. Let oh, him. I know. But congrats! But congrats are in order, Chad. Yeah, this was a shocker. This was yeah. They were expected to be born until next month, but apparently they were ready. Yeah. They snuck up on her. That yes, they did. And believe it yeah. or not, this is actually next week is my see this is this is my great nephew, my, my another great nephew and and a great niece. My actual nephew's birthday is the father of these kids. His birthday is a week from tonight, as a matter of fact. Wow. Happy early birthday to him. You got an early birthday present. So, yeah. yeah. As you say, J.D., more ways than one. Exactly. Yeah. That's, for, yeah. that's the story. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord have mercy. A reason to say. Lord have mercy. And we, and we do want to celebrate a birthday this Sunday. Happy birthday to the franchise, of course, who will be celebrating the birthday this week. Our, our, bro, our bro, Dan, yes. Our bro, Dan, yes. I will be talking with him. Our cousin Dan. Cousin All Dan, right, yes, guys. We'll be well, married next April. But John, I will talk to you over the weekend. How are you? Know where to reach me? Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. Most, most definitely, my brother. Most definitely. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask you guys before I go. What are your thoughts on the? What are you guys' thoughts on the uh, PS5? I've heard very little of it, so I have nothing to say, pretty much to say at this point. I'll let Chad take the floor. I'll be right back, guys. Okay. Uh, I've been I've been hearing some I've been hearing some big time things about it. Uh, 
also I've heard that of course it's pretty pretty darn expensive. Obviously, you're going to you were going to expect it to be pretty darn expensive. Yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. When I, I did my show last Wednesday, and Anthony Chobo, he was on the chat box. He said five hundred dollars. I saw one. I saw one that was even higher. People are gonna have to work. People are gonna have to work hard to get that that uh, PS5. You know. Well, let me tell you, so this the one I saw must have probably been loaded with features because the one I saw, unless, of course, I, I, and I'm going to double-check this, this this number to make sure that I was right about it, but I saw some pictures here that have one, have one priced at around close to $850. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And also, one more thing before I head off here, another... Crash Bandicoot game is coming in a few weeks called It's About Time. Oh yeah, I've I've been hearing um I've been hearing some very some very promising uh some very promising titles for for a lot of this uh uh but John I gotta I gotta point out point out one thing if I may getting on the video game stuff of course you're talking. To- you're talking to a huge video game nut, video game fan right here. Uh, been playing video games since obviously since the '80s, and I still play them from, from time to time whenever I can. Um, then don't get me wrong; I've seen a lot of great graphics for a lot of the more recent systems and everything like that. I've seen some very promising things, but I will go ahead and say that. And of course, you may have you may have some folks that might disagree with what with with my thoughts about it, and and oh, that's I don't fine. Worry about that. But here's the thing. Like well, I'm always been a big fan of old. I'm old school, major old school. And, I get it. I'm a fan uh, of old school myself too. So, I mean, the thing about it is, I still have games that, of course, that were not even on CD. They were actually still in the form of the infamous video game cartridge. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, and uh, believe it or not, in one quick, one interesting story I'll share. It was a video game store not too far from my home years ago. It was before I think GameStop actually took over the location. They may have bought this particular company. I don't know. I don't even know if it was a big name or not. But the name of the company was at the time was called I think it was called Rhino. I think it was. Uh, but I don't think it was a real big name. I, I've never, I've never, I've never heard of something like that. Rhino. I've, I've never heard anything like that. Uh, like I, said, I don't think it got, I don't think it really got yeah, big. Hey. But I remember one not too far away. Anyway. Yes, they had hey, a lot of the new stuff. New every day. Yes, but they also sold a lot of stuff. They sold a lot of original Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, uh, the for the first PlayStation, uh, the original Game Boy stuff, and everything like that. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I found very, very cool and interesting. I stocked up on a lot of games for the Sega Genesis for that. Majority of them that I stocked up on was, was mostly sports games, okay? Big-time sports game fanatic. 
including a lot of the older Madden titles and everything. They're still pretty popular to this day, regardless of what year it is. They're still pretty popular today, obviously. But the thing is, a lot of the sports games that I was able to find, one reason why I was able to get so many of them was because this store actually sold them for only 99 cents a piece. And yep. the thing is, I've got a whole, I got a whole box full of them here, and I was I, and surprisingly enough, in terms of the older games, I, I managed probably to, just with Genesis alone, I was probably able to get about two hundred of them. Okay. No joke. Uh, I, I got two more. So. I got two more things before I leave here. Two as well. Two more wrestling things here before I leave. Please go ahead. Number one, going to be the uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura against the Lucha House Party for the Tag Tiles at Nine of Champ at Clash of Champions Gold Rush. And we have another competitor that'll have that'll be with Kashida in the NXT Gauntlet Eliminator match. Cameron Grimes. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. All right, What's your take about Molina returning to WWE? Hmm. You know, I don't know if John Morrison and I don't know if she's going to manage Morrison or the Miz. Maybe they could call themselves M M M. But can she work with people like, I mean, Sasha and Bailey and Oscar and Naya? And I don't know. I don't know about that. She's in her early 40s, so. Well, look what she did I in think... NWA, if you remember. I mean, she did so pretty well in the NWA, NWA power, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say why, why not. But where are you going to draft Melina? Are you going to draft her to Raw, or are you going to draft her to Smith? And when is the draft, too? And now I'm seeing, I guess, I don't know if this is uh, where it is now. I'm looking right now to see where it is. I think it's in Washington right now. Yes, I believe it is in Washington. I'm looking right now. There are mourners gathering outside the Supreme Court, lighting candles. I one on, on my, uh, in honoring Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I saw it on my also five the- news channel, guys. Right now, very special. Uh, also, a, a good friend of yours, John Anthony Chobot, just posted this about nine hours ago on Facebook. He has an early prediction for the World Series. Guys, tell me. He's going for the Yankees. Now I'm okay. Now I'm getting out. Now I'm seeing. So you and Shaq might be the only Yankee guys around because I'll tell you right now, the Yankees are playing good ball, no doubt. But I will tell you right now, and if you're listening, and I know you are, and I told Shaq this today on Sports Machine, I'm telling you right now, don't put it past L.A. The Dodgers are going to be surprising some people. Do not put it past the L.A. Dodgers right now. And there's one more thing I have to say. How is this whole, how is this whole playoff thing going to work? This whole wild card. I, I, I've been hearing different accounts of it. I mean, I really have. I don't know how it's going to go. That's a good question. That really is. How's this whole How's this whole thing going to work out, you know? I don't know. I do not know. Yeah. 
I don't think my nats and I don't think my nats will be in it because they've been horrible. No, I think they're. Pre- I think. Sorry. And Janie, think we know your we know your pirates are we know your oh, pirates. Oh, my pirates suck. My there. pirates suck. Let's be real. They just got swept in a double header tonight by the. Court. Oh, oh, no question, no question. Chad, I know your have your boys in Atlanta been doing pretty good. Yeah, uh, JD, I think, have you, I think yeah. I'll check on right now. I know the Braves have been playing good ball. I know they they've been playing very good ball. In fact, uh, let's see. Yeah, John, your boys are being beat fourteen to three today, and they won the first game five nothing. Yeah, the Braves won fifteen to two today. Ooh, That's pretty and good. Looking at the standings right right now, looking at the standings, however, uh, the Braves right now are four clear of Miami. John, your boys are dead last, nine and a half out. Last year, uh, last year we were jubilant, but look at us this year. No, look at my team. My team's a joke. Between us and Texas, we're the worst team, 15 and 36, by far. Okay. Okay. Um, Got another wrestling thing here. Apparently that someone just posted here. Also, well, actually, uh, once again, Anthony Trobot posted this through, uh, I think it's, and I don't know if it was a, podcast called the closed fist i don't know if anyone's heard of this or not but apparently but apparently someone's contract in the nwa is reportedly up Uh uh-oh james storm james yeah i've been hearing uh, yeah i've been i've been hearing that my i'm here's my question about that does he go to nwa does he go to roh no he was in nwa AEW is a possibility, but WWE would be wise to take him, I feel. Well, he wasn't in NXT for a while. I mean, do you think yeah, he still he had, had a brief, good relationship? He had that brief, yeah, he did have that brief run in NXT. And, You're right. And this is why, t- and you got you guys got to you guys got to understand TNA. Ever since 2014, WWE's been swapping TNA superstars from the left and right. You guys got to yeah. understand that. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, all right, guys. So, so yeah, so yeah. I, that's all I came here for. My thoughts definitely on Allen Ginsberg, Chad. One more time, I have to say congratulations to you on your nephews again. And uh, this Sunday, we're gonna be on the road against Washington's. Gonna be on the road against Arizona. And Neil mentioned that to me. Earlier today, our good oh, buddy from Carolina. Carolina's in Tampa Bay against Mr. Brady. My boys are playing Denver. Yeah. All right, guys. And JD's All right. playing against his playing against the Rangers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for letting me get get the whole Ginsburg thing off my chest. And uh, let me talk to you guys for a bit, but you guys carry on with the rest of your show, and I will talk at you all on Monday. All righty. Uh, oh, one more thing. One, ten- one more thing. One more thing. I forgot to plug this, too. I forgot to, to plug this, too. Don't forget this week, guys, nine of champions, class of the champions challenge as well this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, next uh, Tuesday, I think you said, correct? Is that... Yep. Next okay. Tuesday. We'll be, watching, <laughs> we'll be watching that on there. Now, of course, I'll be getting the post up on the pay-per-view prediction center. 
page here, of course, between uh, between that time and, of course, towards the end of the next week as well. So, uh, John, thank you very much, sir, sir. We really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for the congratulations and well wishes there. Uh, 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 we, and, of course, if I hear any more Pretty updates, much well needed, well, I'll sir. Appreciate it, sir. I, and I, I am flabbergasted, of course, right now. Uh, yeah, but it's unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Yep. All right, y'all take y'all take it easy now. Uh, y'all, you take you take care. Appreciate. It. Thank you. Thank you very much. Definitely. Take care, guys. Take care, John. Of course, the human yep. suplex machine. Uh, uh, already, uh, JD, you might probably want to hear this. They're already saying. This is coming two hours ago from CNBC. Of course, they had to they had to do it right after that after it was announced that Just, Justice Ginsburg passed away. That uh, the the nominee by President Trump to replace Justice Ginsburg on Supreme Court will get the Senate vote, according to Mitch McConnell. Yeah, Moscow Mitch, just what we need another ass clown. Yeah, of course, he's one of those. Of course, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are not getting another stimulus check right now is him and Pelosi. But uh, uh, that's starting to really tick me off, too, and all that. They just, you know. But anyway. Uh, and speaking of that ass clown, as I mentioned uh, a couple nights ago, that ass clown's going to be here, surprisingly, however, here on Tuesday in Pittsburgh, however, during this airport tour. And I think he's in Minnesota tonight, however. Mind you, but uh, did you see the town hall thing he did? I think it was a couple of nights ago. How and then Biden did his. I think it was Wednesday night or last night. I think it was. I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, you're gonna find this kind of funny. We're gonna, we're gonna end it here momentarily. But I want to end it on a on a on a kind of a up up note right here. This was posted uh, yesterday afternoon. You might have heard about this, JD. It's through CBSSports.com. Apparently, a player with the Panthers is hilariously mistakes the team's mascot for a bear. What was it? One of the, I don't, I, well, that's what I'm going to read in a minute, but he said apparently one of the players with the Panthers mistakes his own mascot for a bear. Oh, jeez. Well, let, me, let me go ahead. Let me, Panthers, and here it is. Uh, I think they're supposed to be playing the Bucks. I think, coming up. Uh, yes. Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson is currently in his first year with the team, and although he seems to have already familiarized himself with Carolina's offense, there are some team-related things he's not so familiar with just yet. For instance, it seems that Anderson had no idea. Now, now listen to this. Now, I'm reading it according to how CBS Sports has it. For instance, it seems that Anderson had no idea that the Carolina Panthers mascot is a Panther. And we know that because the team released a hilarious video this week, at some point during the team's 34-30 loss to the Raiders on Sunday, Anderson saw, of course, the Panthers mascot, we know his name is Sir Purr, we know that, on the big screen at Bank of America Stadium. And for some reason, Anderson thought he was looking at a bear, which led to a very interesting conversation with fellow receiver DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson said, what's that bear doing? DJ Moore said, bear. Anderson said, Anderson said, I mean, Panther. Moore said, that's Sarah Purr, bro. The way Moore responds is perfect. 
He says the mascot's name as if everyone who ever lived in the state of North Carolina should know it. Anyway, of course, uh, also, of course, about this conversation actually involves also involves Panther receiver Curtis Samuel. Anderson said, who? Moore said, Sir Purr. Anderson, how, how, how do you say that? Curtis Samuel says, Sir Purr. Anderson, uh-huh. Sir Purr. Oh, Sir Purr. Wow, you call him that? Moore said, yeah, that's his name. Anderson said, well, you'd be like, what's up, Sir Purr? The only thing more hilarious than reading the conversation is, of course, is watching it all go down. Apparently, of course, it was on video. Um, it was on, uh, actually, let me see, on uh, Carolina Blitz Twitter account at 8.06 p.m. back on the 15th. Apparently, they posted a uh, they posted a video, but apparently they overheard the conversation. Now, they because one of their newest players didn't realize that the, that the Panthers mascot was a Panther and he thought it was a bear. Although most mascots would probably be offended if they found out someone on their team mistook them for another species. That wasn't the case with Sir Purr. The Panthers mascot actually seems to be embracing Anderson's mistake. After the video above went viral this week, Sir Purr decided to change his Twitter name to I'm that bear. <laughs> That's a good one. So, so, so apparently on his Twitter hand, on his Sir Purr's Twitter account, he's now he now has it as I'm that bear. <laughs> so apparently, he gets a good laugh. That's a good one. That is a that, good one. Yeah, that is yeah, a good one. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. I mean, how do you knew? Res- I mean, it's probably where the costume is or something. I don't know. Maybe he must have thought it was a bear. I don't. Know. But I mean, a, a panther. I mean, a mascot for a panther, and you thought it was a bear. Uh, anyway, we're uh, anyway. I'll find the story. We'll probably have to put that in the sports roundup page. I think a lot of people would love to read that. Uh, JD, anything else you wish to add as far as, of course, what raw on raw radio this Monday? Please go ahead and see what we got. What's that? Uh, a raw radio preview, please. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, uh, this Monday we will talk about the Clash of the Champions Gold Rush. We will have your NFL and college breakdown for you we will preview the Monday night football game however mind you as well however between the Raiders and of course the uh Saints and we will also talk about the baseball and uh baseball basketball of the NBA and the NHL Stanley Cup so only myself Chad Gerard John Quanzi Mitt Jack of course along with Justin and of course the rest of the game including Ann Michelle, and of course, the rest of our panel, including, uh, believe it or not, the JML Experience and the Big IQ Jeff Teeters, 3 p.m. this Monday, 138744-pound. You do not want to miss all the fun this coming Monday on Raw Radio, episode 261. Thank you very much, Your Thank you very much, Your Of course, Your uh, JD. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for listening to episode 888, of course, of Revolution. Unfortunately, I think due to a prior commitment to Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds was not able to make it on here tonight. Hopefully, we will, of course, try again next Friday night, the 25th, and try to do, of course, like I said, the match between JD and Michelle over the FMWS Hardcore Championship. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we will, we will, of course, that match will take place because I know this thing. It was apparently we found out later on it was over, of course, AEW. Uh, AEW wrestler, as JD likes to call him, moron, uh, jerk, jackass, moron, jackass, fool. fool, 
Jag off for a jackass fool. Yeah. And that's what stemmed this whole thing, this whole challenge here between JD and, and Michelle. And of course, I kind of sweetened the deal with, of course, with the fact that I did have JD and Michelle lined up to go against one another in a trivia championship match. So we, so that's what this was, this is stemming about here. And that match is going to go down. But like I said, we will, of course, like I said, keep you informed about, about all, all, all that here as well. Uh, <clears throat> but we do think, of course, that Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Also, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, as well as, of course, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, for joining us here tonight uh, for uh, what was a big-time show here. Of course, got a great deal of stories here taken care of. Uh, some very unique moments that took place here, of course, here in uh, – in in uh, in wrestling history, uh, and also of course some big time talk here about what happened here with SmackDown. Of course, we did hear of course the, the passing of of, uh, of of course uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg of the Supreme Court, and of course um, this story. But we just read about the Carolina Panthers mascot, one of their newest players, thought it was a bear, and also of course obviously the other. Proud story on a personal level that as of, of course, earlier this evening. And Justin, just in case, if you did not hear about it here, but I think you had probably stepped away whenever this happened. My man, I am once again a great uncle. Um, my nephew, uh, my, ne- my, my, my nephew, of course, just uh, and his, uh, I, I don't want to say fiance and all, because I don't think they're engaged to be married yet, but. Um, but just had a a baby boy and a baby girl. And they were expected not to be born until sometime in October, but she did go for 36 weeks. And uh, so, and said all that, that water, all just, water just broke at 11 a.m. this morning. And uh, so, so, so that is, uh, so yes, but, all, but, but mother and children, of course, are resting comfortably. To my to my understanding here, so uh, so congratulations. And we do have a couple other birthdays to report very quickly before we get into anything else. As we said, we'll tell you very quickly. Last t- Tuesday, of course, as we said, we want to wish, of course, Marlon Olson a late happy birthday, who last week turned 80 years old. Seventy. Uh, he actually, yeah, he would have been 80. The former Utah State superstar was a 14-time Pro Bowl with the Rams, 62 to 75. He was drafted third and second in the AFL and NFL after a stint in Utah, attending Utah State. Two-time first-time All-American, 16-61, one reception, 208 games played. Allen Trophy winner in 61, Rams jersey, 74, retired. A member of the 75th anniversary team, 100th anniversary all-time team, 60s all-decade team, 70s all-decade team. Burt Bell winner in 74, rookie of the year in 62. Five times first-team All-Pro, 66-70. Five times second-team All-Pro, 63-65, 4. Happy birthday to him. Gaylord Perry also celebrating a birthday. He was also a member of the ABC, or excuse me, NBC uh, football thing. Gaylord Perry turned 82 last week. Played 21 years in the bigs. 314-265-3,534 strikeouts. Member of the Giants, Indians, Rangers, Padres, Rangers again. Yankees, Braves, Mariners, and Royals. 3,530. He was a right-born in Wilmington, North Carolina. Five times All-Star. 66, 70, 72, 74, and 79. Cy Young Award winner twice, 72 and 78. Wins leader three times, 70, 72, and 78. 
member of the Giants Wall of Fame and Indians Hall of Wall of Fame, pitched a no-hitter September 68 hour, two days before his 30th birthday, if you will. 1991, 77.2% was a member of the Hall of Made it to the Hall of Fame. Also, ladies and gentlemen, happy birthday, of course, goes out to Pete Carroll, ladies and gentlemen, the USC NCL Seahawks coach, ladies and gentlemen, turned 69, Super Bowl champion, national champion, four times Rose Bowl champion, 03, and then 06 through 08, Orange Bowl champion, 02, five-time Pac-10 champion, 02, 03, and then 06 through 08, All-Decade team in 2010, 2003 won the AFCA Coach of the Year Award and Home Depot Coach of the Year, of course, the AFCA is the American Football Coach Association. 11 and 9 in the postseason, 55%. NCAA record 83 and 19 or 81%. 134 and 90 or 50 with one tie, 59%. NFL 149 and 99 with one tie, 59% as well. Born in San Francisco, California, attending Pacific University, he turned, like I said, 70 years old, uh, 69 years old, I should say, this past Tuesday. Also, happy birthday, as we mentioned, however, to Dan Marino, the Pittsburgh native, of course. Turned 59, gentlemen, of MVP in 84, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Dolphins, uh, honor roll, all-anniversary team, first-team All-American and Pitt Panther jersey retired, however. Uh, three times passing touchdowns leader, 84-86, 84-86, and then 89-2, five times passing yards leader, comeback player of the year, 94, Walter Payne, NFL man of the year, 98, 94, offensive player of the year, 84, as well as MVP, three times first-team All-Pro, 84-86, five times second-team All-Pro, 88-92, 94, 95, 83-87, 91-92, 94-95, nine times a Pro Bowler, 4,996 pass completions out of 83, 58.59.5%, 420-252 touchdown and interception ratio, 61,364, 86.5 pass rating. A member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I believe, in the College Football Hall of Fame, born in uh, Pittsburgh and Oakland, attended Central Catholic University, drafted in 1983 with the 26th, 7th pick overall, turned 59 on Tuesday. So happy birthday to him. Then yesterday, of course, we had some birthdays. We talked about Alex Ovechkin and Jimmy, of course, Bill Jackson, of course. We talked about them. Two others, including Jimmy Johnson and George Blanda. Of course, we'll mention those, however, very quickly. But Warhol Hershiser, of course, celebrating a birthday this past week, ladies and gentlemen. The Dodgers were great, of course, played 17 years in the bigs, 204, 150, 340, ADR, 2014. As far as strikeouts, born in Buffalo, New York, the righty. Played for the Dodgers, Indians, Giants, Mets, and Dodgers again. Three times All-Star, 87-89. 88, won the Cy Young World Series MVP, as well as two times League Championship MVP in 88, as well as 1995 Gold Glove winner in 88, wins leader in 88, Major League Record, 59 consecutive scoreless innings pitched, and Silver Slugger Award winner in 1993. He turned 62, of course, excuse me, on uh, Wednesday this past week. So happy birthday to the Dodger great. Elgin Baylor, of course, another superstar great, of course, 86 years old, ladies and gentlemen, the former superstar with the Lakers and the Jazz, 23,149, 27.5 points per game, executive of the year 2006, 13.5 rebounds a game, 11,463 for his career, 4.5 assists per game, 36.50. His number 22 jersey retired by the Seattle Re- uh, Red Hawks, rebound leader, and uh, seasons rebounding in 1957, attending, born in Washington, D.C., attending the College of Idaho, and then Seattle. Drafted in the first pick overall in 1958, he played 13 years, of course, in the NBA, five years, of course, in coaching. Uh, let's see, 58, first-team All-American, 58, and second-team All-American, 57, now, as we said. Final four, 
four, and Mount Hosted Outstanding Player in 58, Helms Foundation Player of the Year that same year, a member of the 35th anniversary and 50th anniversary all-time team, number 22 jersey retired by the Lakers, Rookie of the Year in 59, however, 10 times All-NBA first team, 59 through 65, 67 through 69, All-Star MVP in 59, and then 11 times NBA All-Star, 59 through 65, and then 67 through 70. So happy birthday to, of course, Elgin Baylor this past week, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we do have one more birthday to report in baseball, which we will talk about on Monday on Raw Radio, which is Robin Yount. And as we mentioned, George Plain and Phil Jackson. But, of course, today we celebrate the birthdays, of course, who we told you about already, ladies and gentlemen. So, this tomorrow we will celebrate the birthday of Joe Morgan. And, of course, Sunday the birthday of my cousin Dandy Joel, the franchise, and also legendary Celtics coach Red Arbuck. And speaking of the Lakers, ladies and gentlemen, really quick, however, before we get into uh, the final bit of the evening, however, we want to congratulate... Of course, the Lakers, they're up 115.93 right now on Denver with six and a half minutes to go. So far, Jokic, however, is 21 points as Murray Howard does too. Six rebounds, however, for the night in 25 and 29 minutes of action. The Lakers, Anthony Davis has been taking over the game tonight. LeBron James, not a good, bad night. 15 points and five rebounds in 31 minutes, but it's the Anthony Davis show tonight. 10 rebounds, 12 of 21 in 31 minutes, 37 points so far. And the Lakers have been looking pretty good at the moment. So that's where we're at at the moment. So there you go. Thank you very much, JD. Before I report to you and Justin, you can hear this right fast. We now go to our all man at WSWS Weather Center. To check out, of course, your seven-day weather forecast for my neck of the woods as well as, of course, JD's. And also Justin's neck of the woods here as well. So let's go run that route through very quickly. And as I will ask the following question, Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Trinity, North Carolina. In Trinity for the next seven days. On Saturday, it should be cloudy with sunny skies Sunday through Wednesday. On Thursday and Friday, it should be cloudy again. Daytime highs will range between 64 and 76 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Thursday. Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for the next seven days, Saturday through Wednesday should be sunny, with clouds on Thursday. On Friday, it should be sunny again. Daytime highs will range between 64 and 78 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Thursday. J.D., do you agree with that forecast? J.D., Okay, he must have stepped away, but I'm sure he would agree with that. And Alexa, seven-day weather forecast. Alexa, seven-day weather forecast for Indianapolis, Indiana. In Indianapolis, Indiana, for the next seven days, Saturday through Friday should be sunny. Daytime highs will range between 68 and 80 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Wednesday. Justin, do you agree with that forecast? Thank you there, Justin. We appreciate that. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I want to thank everyone for joining us here for episode 888 of course, WWS Revolution. Once again, I want to thank the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, as well as the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, for joining us here tonight. Uh, a lot of great stuff did take place here, of course, here as well as I did, as I just mentioned. Once again, my congratulations to, of course, my, my nephew on, of course, his young family. Of course, now uh, uh, 
two, I have now two great nephews and a great niece. So, um, so my love and prayers are with them. And of course, like I said, I know they probably don't listen to this, but I will go ahead and say that if y'all ever need anything, just let y'all know your uncle Chad's here to help you in any way, shape or form. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and point out tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, 141364 pound, WWS Power Hour, as we will talk about what happened this week in the radio network. Plus, also, of course, we'll talk about what happened, what, what, uh, as far as what will happen, what, what happened, of course, in wrestling history, of course, tomorrow, as well as, of course, in wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Be sure to join us tomorrow and also, of course, join us Sunday morning at 8 a.m., of course, for WWS this morning, 805-8613-POUND, as we will, of course, talk about Sunday's history and birthdays. Also talk about what will take place here in the um, radio network this week. Also, of course, talk about some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411 Media. Be sure to listen in on, listen in, of course, this Sunday starting at 8 a.m., of course, 805-8613-POUND. For that, uh, JD, just in case if you did not hear it, I'm going to repeat this one more time for you. I want you to listen to this very carefully. Uh, Alexa, seven day weather forecast for tri- Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, for the next seven days, Saturday through Wednesday should be sunny with clouds on Thursday. On Friday, it should be sunny again. Daytime highs will range between 64 and 78 degrees Fahrenheit. Picking on Thursday. JD, do you That's agree fine. with that? Forecast? Yeah, 61, 63, sunny here. 64, 71, 66. Yeah, it looks pretty good for the week. Uh, it's going to start warming up again on Tuesday, but it's going to be cool until Monday and then it's back in the mid 70s and upper 70s, however, later in the week. But yeah, it's 51 and clear right now. Of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you have not heard, that uh, here they've already named the official last storm. They used up all the real names. They said now they've already got a system out over, I think, Spain right now, and it's actually called Alpha. So they're going no, to beta, the beta. Now. There's beta, and there's two others I heard. Oh, yeah. Well, Alpha was the right. They had Alpha earlier. This, they had yeah. Alpha already. So I guess beta. So, okay, so it's already well into the Greek alphabet. That's been since, what, 2005? So it's been 15 years. 2005 or four or five, yeah, something like that. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, around the time that it was the one, it was the year that Katrina hit. After Katrina, it was really, it really fired up after Katrina. So, yeah, so absolutely. Uh, but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out all of our groups here in WCWS, of course, everything from the Game Show Alley, Sports Roundup, Entertainment Cavalcade, uh, Movie Channel, also, of course, location of animation. Um, also, the for the latest wrestling, for the, some classic uh, wrestling matches and promos. Women of WCWS, of course, for our female wrestling fans, of course, some some classic ladies matchups here. Also, all of our other pages here, of course, we got a lot of great footage and other uh, great stories and other stuff posted as well. Check out everything, of course, on our pages in WCWS, of course, on Facebook, and also check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows here, of course. On uh, on uh, talkshoe.com, here's some past episodes of some of our classic stuff. Of course, we hope to get some of our other shows geared up here very, very soon, and we'll keep you apprised about when, of course, whenever apprised whenever uh, we uh, whenever we get uh, whenever we get all that all underway. But 888 a Revolution, of course, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on talkshoe.com. 
where we are, of course, five years older, continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, remember Mr. WWS has rules to live by here and, and, and deal with it with this pandemic. Of course, keep yourself clean, keep your hands clean, and of course, most definitely, ladies and gentlemen, do a lot of praying, but we all need that right now in this day and age. <clears throat> uh, unless JD, you wanted to add a little something else to the mix before yeah, I. We are good with our song right now, and I'll be ready to go and queue it up right now. Oh, oh, very good. We appreciate it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have we will have that momentarily. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will say this: since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time here in quite some time. The Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, will now bring us, of course, a closing theme for episode 888. Of course, or 12 episodes away from 900 of WWS Revolution. JD, and I will see. have that for you right now in two seconds. So here we go, folks. Take care and God bless, folks. Have a very safe weekend and join us on Power Hour tomorrow and also WWS this morning on Sunday morning. Take care. I'm and go on that note. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Take care. Have a great day.